0: Just like last year, we have a, a cavalcade of special guests for this episode lining up. They will come on in a series of of entrances. Last year, we we end up going overtime, and and John Syracuse did not make it onto the show. So we will. He's he's lined up. He's ready to go. We'll try to get him on. We've also got uh we've also got Ben Thompson and uh, Marco Arment lined up. Right now, though, it's just uh, me and Guy English. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Ben Orman. He's 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 amazing.
1: Am I allowed to talk?
0: <laughs> and and my wife, Amy Gruber, is here uh to talk uh about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now there I don't know what's wrong with people. There are so many people who have already uh been on like seven podcasts talking about this thing. Have you, guy? Have you talked about this on a podcast yet?
2: I have not. No. That was my saving it for you, I guess. I don't <laughs> no, I haven't, actually. Uh, I've wanted to because it turns out I like this movie.
1: I'm so excited to talk about it because, you know, everybody is so anti-spoiler. So I've just really been ranting at my family about it.
2: So I w- – I, Well, Twitter's we- one thing, right? Like, don't spoil it on Twitter. But, right. I mean, if you're going to listen to a podcast,
0: you know. Right. So let's just get it out of the way, though, that this uh, podcast is going to be incredibly spoiler tastic. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want it spoiled, hit hit pause in your podcast player. Go down to your local multiplex, see the movie, and then when you come out, hit hit on pause.
1: And honestly, get your IQ tested because it's called the Star Wars <laughs> Christmas Spectacular, and if you're not <laughs> expecting spoilers, you might be stupid.
0: <laughs> so first things first, here's my question for y- for both of you. Uh I don't know who wants to answer first, but did you like the movie?
1: No. Amy? No, I didn't like Amy, you the movie. didn't like the movie. No, I had I had a, I had some real problems. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I, yeah. That's right. I, I have talked to you about it. Um
2: Yeah, I, I felt bad. I felt like I made you sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. And I was like, wow, I'm actually going to go see this again tomorrow. Like, I was super, super into it. But I had no idea what was going to happen. And I had given it absolutely no thought what was going to happen. And then when it happened, I got so sad that I cried in the movie theater. (laughs) Yeah. But how did you like the film?
2: (laughs) I thought it was a good film. I loved it. Uh, I mean, okay, there's, you know, there's some flaws as a movie, but uh, as a modern myth retold, I I love it. I, I think it's great. Um, I loved it. Until I don't I hated think that that enough. outcome that you're talking about could have gone any other way. I think it had to happen.
3: No, ah! I've been expecting
2: that to happen since 1983. To be to be
3: honest, like, <laughs> oh, no. uh,
2: I'm like get angry.
3: that. <laughs>
0: You
2: can get angry, it's a, it's a, you're in a safe space
0: so, so to be clear, let's just get it over with What we're talking about is when Han Solo died And it was a turn- turning point for Amy in the movie
2: <laughs> Shook, okay? did you guys have drinks? <laughs> had, maybe had drinks maybe, maybe, maybe don't have a drink, I don't know but.
1: I, don't, I don't know, I you know what, I, I got day drunk the next day Because I woke up and I was like, <laughs> why am I so sad? And then I remembered why I was so sad And it was terrible.
2: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: I was so sad and everybody like everybody around me was so excited and like Jonas was loving the movie. And Jonas is stupid. He turned to me, he's like, He's not really dead and I was like, No, he's so dead. Like he got stabbed and then he fell off a dangerous catwalk and then he got blown up. They like itchy and scratchy killed him. Right? Like Like, Wiley Coyote. like, Like yeah, like he couldn't have been more dead. Like they did not leave any avenues open yeah. for him to not be dead.
0: Lightsaber yeah. through the chest, fell off a catwalk into what looked like some kind of fiery pit. So it was both a fall and some kind yeah. of fire. Like fiery- a
2: reactor driven by the power of a sun. <laughs> right. Which then explodes. Which then like,
1: exploded. I don't why know. why don't they stop with these dangerous catwalks? Why don't they have railings? Because so he would still camp.
2: be dead, Amy. He would still be dead.
1: I don't. I don't know. They could patch him up, maybe. Like if he hadn't <laughs> fallen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I
2: really love Vader. your devotion to Han Solo. I think that's awesome. I know, I wanted like- to be Han Solo growing up, and I, I love the way he went out
1: no 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 the way he went out was so stupid that stupid wussy kid that was horrible his kid was horrible like it made me so mad that yeah. his kid was so horrible and wussy and such a big yeah. baby and then he gets to kill han solo like that's and i wasn't even invested in this he kid. I didn't, didn't care get about him han
2: solo he got to, han,
1: he killed him han
2: solo han solo elected to be killed he, that was his choice are you that kidding? Kylo Ren is such a weenie. He didn't move off the bridge. Like he mo- he he stood his ground like and walked one. towards him.
1: So you kept think that distance. he chose to like if he loves this kid so much, he just chose to saddle him with having killed his father? That makes no sense.
2: No, I think he thought. I think that uh, Leia told him, "If you see our son, bring him home." Uh.
1: So, so now that he's not
2: home and Han Solo is dead. So he th- you think she's happy Well, about I, I think that Han is the kind of guy that he's, I think he's disappointed later for the last time. And he's, he's going to try to make sure that that kid gets home.
1: Yeah. How? He's dead. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry. Well, he
2: didn't know. He didn't know exactly how the conversation was going to go. But at the end, it was like, well, you can either cut me down in anger. Like me, what, I'm going to pull out my blaster and try to shoot you in the face? Can't do that. Uh, I can run away. Can't do that. Or, you know, we can go with this thing where you kill me and I help you. And uh, then at least there's like a glimmer of light in him still. Like... I really hate my dad. He's such a jerk, but uh, he totally helped me turn to the dark side. I, I don't, yeah, see, I don't understand.
3: I, don't, I can't I don't really make a rational comments.
2: argument for it because I've never been there. But
1: Like I said, even I, if I, he turns, like even if then he becomes good. I hope we never see his dumbass again. I hate him. But even if he turns, <laughs> he's saddled with having killed his father. Like how do you go home to your mother and say like, hey, I'm done with this dark side crap, but uh, sorry I killed dad. Like – That's not helping. This isn't helping. Like, it's not helping.
2: I don't think it does. I I don't think it does.
1: It made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. And who, like, I was loving this movie. And I was like, J.J. Abrams, like, you could tell he's a fan and he totally got it. And I felt like there were a whole bunch of, like, corny, like, Star Wars type jokes where they're corny, but they're funny and then he killed Han Solo and I turned. I was like, who the fuck does he think he is killing Han Solo? Like you don't get to just get this and then kill my childhood hero. I was so mad. Oh, I'm I'm getting mad again.
2: It's okay. You can get mad. But uh <laughs> Well let's back up. I though. can let's...
0: take it. I can really take it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not mad at you.
0: I know, I know, but I don't care if you yell at me. It's so that's it's an interesting decision, though, and, and I feel like, and I've uh, in, it, it, if there's a spoiler that I knew going into the movie that colored my viewing of it the first time, it's, it's an old spoiler. It's, it's from knowing from when I was a kid in 1983 that in, in interviews about Return of the Jedi" that Harrison Ford publicly said that he, he had petitioned George Lucas to have Han Solo killed off. And that he right. he argued that it would give the movie I think he called it like gravity or something, weight, but you know, that it would gravity. it would it would give like a bittersweet feeling to the end of the movie instead of everybody, you know, kumbaya, you know, singing with the ewoks, that it would be like, Yeah, we you know, we beat them and we killed the emperor, but you know, Han Solo's dead. Um and that he, you know, and then it's, you know, it's kind of ugly stuff, but he that, that that he publicly said that he, you know, that that he thinks George Lucas didn't want to do that because it would sell fewer toys, that you wouldn't sell a lot of dead Han Solo action figures.
1: Oh, but that's yeah. just like hothead young kid just getting fame talk. You know what I mean? Like, no, now, Harrison, Harrison Ford Harrison's
2: is Han Solo. Th- like, there, there's so much Han, like, he,
0: I, yeah, I don't But
1: think you he know, gives crashed, a fuck. He's crashed like, a he'll plane just say what,
0: you know, I-, I don't think though, but I really do think though, like if, if Harrison Ford had said to, you know, J.J. Abrams and the Disney people, the, the Lucasfilm people, I, I'm i in it. I, I, you know, sign me up for three movies. I'll be in all three. Uh, I think that they would have, you know, I, I think they're not stupid. I think they know everybody loves Han Solo. I think they would have put him in all three. I think the mm-hmm. fact that he got killed is the fact that. It's it largely colored. They wrote the story to put that in the story because Harrison Ford said, all right, I'll do one, and you got to give me a lot of money. And I think it's kind of – it's an interesting thing that it's like the actor's decision to to color the arc of the whole story. Amy?
1: I don't really care what Harrison Ford wants. <laughs> I mean, you, you've you taken on this responsibility like and apparently everyone knew that he was going to die I did not know he was going to die I remember that like in the 80s that he you know but he was all swaggery and like oh you know they should kill me or whatever and he, I don't want to do it anymore but they all said that and they all came back I, I just I'll never see another J.J. Abrams movie again he killed Han Solo. And well, I think well- during <laughs> the movie, I screamed, why didn't they kill Chewbacca? Because I felt like then you could have... They shot
2: Chewbacca. You cannot shoot... You can't shoot Chewbacca.
1: So like seriously, that. you're fine with Han Solo, but Chewbacca crosses your line. Oh, my
2: God. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is Chewbacca got shot early.
1: Well, I wish he would have done.
2: And I was like, whoa, that's, that, Like, the stakes are raised at this point. Like...
1: <sighs> I just of things on the table. If they would have killed Chewbacca, Chewbacca they could have killed like a a character, and then he could have had the "Hey, I killed a major Star Wars character" and gotten that, but not really somebody. I mean, I'd be like, "Oh, Chewbacca," but I wouldn't be heartbroken. I wouldn't be day drunk the next day.
0: But I will also say, so maybe, what, yeah. just just to be clear and put this on the public record we we went to see the movie on opening night, which was Thursday night. And um, we already had tickets for a Saturday matinee. So we didn't go back the next day, but because that was a school day, you know, I thought it was enough that we kept the kid up till 1 a.m. watching the movie. Um, but then Saturday afternoon, we had already bought tickets, three tickets. Amy d- did not attend. She would not. She would not see it again.
1: I couldn't watch it again. I couldn't. I really couldn't watch it again. Like, and John was like, "Come on!" And I was like, "I'm just too sad. I'm not ready." Like, I think maybe in a week or two, I might be able to go see it again. I would like to see it again, but I'm worried that it'll break my heart again. I mean, I I couldn't take it. I really couldn't take it. I love that it affected you that much.
3: I really did. No, I really I do. Surprised. I mean, I don't I want surprised. you to be a
2: sad. Obviously, you know, I, I don't want you to be unhappy. But uh the fact that it hit you is kind of why they did it, right? That's the
1: yeah. But I felt like okay, like this story is kind of a tangent. But when I was little. You know, The Wizard of Oz used to come on once a year, and everybody would watch it. Like, it'd be a big event because, you know, you couldn't watch – when I was little, you couldn't watch movies over and over again. So you got to see The Wizard of Oz like once a year at Easter. They would show it on TV, and it was a big deal. And I just remember like 10, 15 members of my family were watching it, and I'm like four years old. And I really liked The Bad Witch. Oh, there might be a – wizard of oz spoiler so if you're sensitive oh Um, yeah
2: man but
1: when she (laughs) like when the
2: whoa
1: (laughs) when she melts everybody in my family was like yay you know ding dong the witch is dead and i really loved her and i started to cry and then they all kind of was they were laughing at me for crying And I was like, I hate you. Like, my mother still reenacts the scene. Like, I was like, I hate you all. You're all dumb, dumb, dumb. And I ran away. Like, I was so mad that they were happy that she died. And that's how I felt when Han Solo died. Like, people were still, and like, after the movie, people were clapping and screaming. And I was like, you assholes, Han Solo's dead. Like, I couldn't even enjoy it. And I couldn't believe anyone liked it and that no one else was as sad as I was. Like, I really had to, like, hang my head. I was visibly crying. (laughs)
0: She really was she was well, very upset, but okay. i would I would argue what you said, guy, that it it just shows that it was it it was effective as a as a you know a death that actually meant something
2: yeah as so i mean there's two things the things that I like, and then there's things that I think are good, like you know uh uh
3: no, I get well- what rendered,
2: you Well rendered art, you All know. Right, like let's... I can be offended by something that I feel is well rendered art, or I can be hurt by it emotionally, and uh, I can be incredibly sad that you know Han Solo got killed. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't think it's an effective piece, you know. Like so.
1: No, you're right, but I'm like a Neanderthal. I'm capable of one emotion.
2: No, I love it though. I love it. no, but <laughs> the visceral, the visceralness is like exactly why they did it. It's it hit for me that reaction. So hard. Like, it's everybody had. I had that. I was like, I saw it coming a mile away, and I was like, Oh god!
3: This I did is not see not good. it coming. The
2: second know. time I saw the movie, um, the uh, the woman sitting next to me screamed, and then <laughs> it was incredibly distraught for the rest of the movie, like almost distractingly so. Like,
1: I wish you'd gotten her number. I'd like to go see it with her. I,
2: I know. Like, yeah, I, I was like, um, oh, you. I want to see. You it remind with so me of a friend adopted. of mine. <laughs>
0: All right, let's take a break, and um, I want to thank our first sponsor for this very special holiday uh, spectacular, and it's our good friends at MailRoute. Now, here's what MailRoute does. These guys do one thing and one thing only. They are email nerds, and they run a service. MailRoute, you don't host your email there. What you do is if you have your own domain and you host your own email, you set your MX records to point to mail route first and then your email goes through it's just a filter just goes through mail route and then immediately gets forwarded on to your regular mail server what's the advantage of that here's the advantage your inbox for all of the email on your entire domain instantly free of like 99.999% of spam junk mail all the garbage it is tremendously effective these guys really know what they're doing it's all they do And it is incredibly easy. So it's super easy. And the other thing too, because it's so easy to try, because it's not like asking you to move all of your email and copy all your email from wherever it's hosted now to a new server or anything like that. You just keep your existing email. And all you do is have it go through mail route first. And it just flies right through into your inbox. Could not be easier. Uh, And it, it couldn't be quicker to try. Super easy to try it. Um, they support. They've got all sorts of you know expert stuff. I don't even know what this stuff means, but they support uh, Active Directory, TLS, mail bagging, which uh, it honestly sounds a little dirty, but apparently that's a real thing. Outbound relay, LDAP, all the good stuff you want with your email. Um, here's where you go to try it. Go to mailroute.net/slash-tts just like uh, just the initials of this show, the talk show, mailroute.net slash TTS. And if you go there with that URL, you get a free trial, number one. And then when you do sign up, you get 10% off for the lifetime of your account. So you could stay there for 10 years, save a bundle of money just by going to that URL. So my thanks to uh, MailRoute. All right, let's start at the beginning. Here's the thing. I went in and... I couldn't shut up about it. Uh, oh, God. Well, this was the first Star Wars movie that wasn't from 20th Century Fox. Yeah, let's Fox. talk about the actual movie. But, yeah. yeah,
1: right. And in- instead of the one part, let's talk about the parts yeah. I actually enjoyed. Because I did enjoy parts of it.
0: I, But uh, I,
2: I think like I a lot of like people. I feel like they should have just thrown a bunch of money at them so we can get the fanfare.
0: Yeah, I feel like. like just in- use the fanfare. that. I don't know how they could have done it if they could have just had the sound, but not the, you know, obviously it wouldn't say 20th Century Fox. But when I hear any other 20th Century Fox movie, when I hear their fanfare, uh, I immediately think this is going to be a Star Wars movie. I hear the Star Wars coming in after the 20th Century Fox. And so my question going into the movie is what are they going to do? uh are they going to put the disney magic kingdom castle thing up and no, i don't they know they did nothing they yeah. did and what they ended up doing is they put nothing at the beginning of the movie and yeah. it just started. you know with, the, so
2: the the fanfare the 20th century fox fanfare came back because lucas wanted it in 77 it they had retired it and he
0: brought it back cuz he liked it so much Right, and that Star Wars was supposed to sort of harken back to like the golden era of of you know serial adventure. So he
2: resurrected it, and it's been more or less stuck ever since. And it it just screams Star Wars to me, like that, like when you hear that that sound and that fanfare, and you hear the you see the uh, the visual, uh, you know, I'm sitting down for a Star Wars movie. I even even the bad ones, even the bad ones had it. You know, I even. (laughs)
0: I I, I heard a story once that, and I don't even know if it's true, it could be apocryphal, but I heard that John Williams wrote the, the opening notes of Star Wars knowing that they would come after that fanfare. And if, in fact, didn't, didn't John oh. Williams re-record the fanfare so they'd have a high-fidelity version of it? It was like meant to come after, you know, first the fanfare, then a pause, then the Star Wars thing kicks in. I don't know. I would totally believe that. It's just so perfect, and I'm like, I'm not sure
2: now if it's, like, is it perfect because I loved it so much, or, you know, is it actually arranged in such a way that, that, that just makes it perfect? I don't know. Either way, silence.
0: Uh, that was a little jarring, I guess, but,
2: you know, whatever. Something
0: new. I guess it's better than having the Disney castle. That would have really broken my heart. It, just cuz yeah. and I like Disney. I I, I like the Disney company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we go yeah. to Disney World. I don't know seven or eight times a year. Uh, I but it would have been wrong for Star Wars. Yeah, I was and, really you know, shocked.
1: I thought there was no way Disney was not going to pass up the was going to pass up the chance not to throw that castle up there and start making more associations with Disney and Star Wars. I was. I really think Disney is
2: a very very smart company.
1: I agree. I agree, and they're yeah. careful about their branding and. uh Yep, they they let him kill Han
2: Solo though. So. I think I mean they've let all the Marvel stuff roll with that Marvel, you know, like the comic book, uh, like the Marvel logo is like comic book pages flipping, right? And right. then it just turns into Marvel. Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe JJ didn't have a great idea, but either way, I think they were happy to be like, okay, like for the, for Marvel, we do the Marvel thing, and for you guys, whatever you want. Like if you don't want the castle. Fine.
1: Right, and we kind of thought that right. they might Star Wars theme it, like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They um, right. like kind of theme it to the movie, and we thought they might do something corny like that.
0: Yeah, and in Tron, they they made it sort of Tron. You know, made like a Tron style castle. But I, yeah, I but this ain't Tron, right? <laughs> I think that I what I would have yeah. what I would have pushed for it was would be to. I guess you you couldn't get Fox to to. Uh, uh, Actually, use the real Fox music. I don't think there's any way that even like you said, like throwing money at it. I don't know. There's something, but if they could have just made a new fanfare that was very similar in some way that strikes the same yeah. notes, and then play that over the Lucasfilm limited title card.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd like to think that I don't know who's who's in charge of Fox. I'd like to think that every now and then you can be like, look, this is a cultural imperative like it's not about our companies can we just use the the music and,
1: that's so and, canadian you know, of you guys <laughs> to think well like, hey, let's I mean, all get whatever. along supposed- and let's just do a nice thing i don't think it happens that way well, why not? Like, I, not i know like i agree with anybody. you i yeah, agree with
2: you so yeah anyway so a long time ago
0: in a galaxy far far away
2: that
1: was so exciting it, it was, was just exciting. so exciting
0: but I remember being excited when I saw it for the prequels too. I, I will say I've said this many times before. I'm not a prequel hater. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think they were garbage. But I do remember very much coming out of the first one and being like, "Wow, that was that was." I feel weird, you know. I feel I feel like I got molested. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I kept true. going back. There was a movie center, like like 100 meters from my place at the time, uh, and I just kept going back to be molested over and over. <laughs> I think I'm going to, maybe this time I'm going to like it. That's like, uh, <laughs> right. not good. It's like Star Wars. but
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it was so good. half-assed. It was like, it's the people I like, and I'm excited, but it's so, so bad.
2: Yeah, there's some design that I like in it. There are things that I could actually say nice about the uh, the prequels.
1: See, I've like but kind they're of not wiped good movies from man, my memory, and all I remember is uh, it was like watching C-SPAN. Like it was just all this political rhetoric. Uh, That's all I recall. That and Jar Jar. That's All
0: I remember. Well, <laughs> all <right>. so, <laughs> what do you drink? <laughs> so this one
2: starts out, and I will so, say yeah, too, they were pretty horrible. I, I, but this one. uh, you know what? Immediately, immediately, bang, right off the bat, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Right. What a great Luke, line. Though. There were the stakes. None of this trade negotiation bullshit. It's like <laughs> right. Luke Skywalker, the guy <laughs> the that you politics. love, is not here anymore. Like, so
3: <laughs> clearly
2: a problem, right? Like our hero has gone. So
1: I was excited because I hate Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Well, you kn-
2: yeah yeah you know I've what I mean though know? he's like the hero from held- Jedi like he's the guy that yeah
1: I've got a lot of strongly held unpopular uninformed opinions about <laughs> Star Wars so I'm like the perfect guest for this show.
2: No, you're very informed, and I, the strong opinions is the way to go.
1: So
0: I've I uh, forget- and
2: Luke Skywalker is kind of a whiny jerk. So
1: yeah, I never yeah. liked him in the in the originals. I've just never – I've never cared for him. And ever since I've seen that picture of him, there was a tabloid picture of him, and he was outside a gas station, and he was digging through the public ashtray, and he picked up a butt and smoked it. And I just thought, what are you doing, Marquette? That wasn't Luke
2: Skywalker. That was (laughs) – Well, in my mind,
1: Luke Skywalker. (laughs) But then he got into like a fancy BMW (laughs) – like, I don't understand. Like, I just think maybe his wife wanted him to quit smoking. I, I don't know. You're Luke Skywalker, <laughs> buy a pack of cigarettes. It's really, really colored my whole view of Luke Skywalker.
0: All right. I was confused <laughs> in the opening scene where you've got uh, Poe Dameron, and he, he very, you know, was easily established by the opening text that Prince, or, or General Leia, I should say, sent her most daring pilot on a mission. It was pretty clear, okay, this this guy's the pilot. He's, you know, he, he clearly comes across yeah. as a a. Scroll nailed it. Like you yeah. knew immediately what was going on. But then they said that he went to see like an old an old ally, mm-hmm. and you don't know who it is. And then it's it's played by Max von Sydow. I had to look it up because I don't even know that his name was mentioned in the movie. But his character's name is Lore Santeca. Yeah, they should have just called him Max Ransido. Like, forget it. I was very Star Wars enough name. (laughs) I'm intimately familiar with all of the actual movies, and I just expected that it was going to be somebody like Lando or somebody who we knew. And I'm like, all right, he's an old guy, but I don't recognize him. Is and I really wasted a lot of that scene trying to figure out who he was because me too. And the next scene when he meets uh, Kylo Ren. We'll yeah. Get up, but I was well, like all, it, uh, just talk about that whole opening scene. I I really felt like we were supposed to know who he was because of they 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 kind of set it up like we were supposed to and yeah. we didn't and I I really did. It was like one of the first things I did when I got home is I like looked it up and I'm like, "Okay, I wasn't supposed to know who that guy was. But why did they yeah. right. why did they I make spent me feel a lot of time stupid?"
1: thinking about it. And I was like, "Oh, wow, I don't have enough Star Wars knowledge to know who this guy is and you were two seats away from me so I couldn't ask." you.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to make you feel stupid so much as they were just trying to roll into a story and right. um, like you know like so the scroll for episode four just drops you in the deep end right and right. I think this one does the same thing does the same uh, and so they say it's an old family friend but I mean it's been what thirty two years since right. the last Star right. Wars movie
1: I did want it to be Lando, plenty of
2: time but... to have like an old family friend that we didn't know. But I did. I expected him to be like an Organa or uh, like a, like a Mon Mothma. I don't know, like Just a, some,
0: somebody who we were supposed somebody, to know. Right. yeah. You could say like oh Wei Gentiles. Wei Gentiles is an oh. old man.
2: Yeah, has that. like the, you know, something. But we don't. Whatever, whoever
0: he is, he's the Exorcist. Is who he is. Have you heard this story? That, <laughs> yes. I, ex- I totally yeah. expected Wedge to be in the movie because Wedge is sort of an interesting trivia question because if, if you ask, you know, who are the characters who were in all three of the, you know, the first Star Wars trilogy, uh, it's, yeah. you know, there's Han and Luke and Leia and the droids and Darth Vader and all these ones that are very, you know, the, all these iconic characters. But the one that's easily overlooked would be Wedge Antilles. And I thought, well, of course they're going to bring him back. And somebody told me, I forget who I was talking to, but somebody said that they approached, the actor's still around, they approached him, and he was like, nope, can't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Or like maybe he held out for more money or something. But that was... uh, Yeah, what else
1: has he got I think
0: that was short-sighted, because he probably could have made a pretty
2: penny on that.
0: It also occurred to me...
2: So he's the guy that... He, like he made the Death Star run. Like he, I think he actually dropped the. He fired the missiles. If I'm, it's been a while since I've seen that one. But
0: he missed. Like they, they. Oh, I think he's the guy that the, the he shot and they impacted on the surface. No, no, that was a uh, that was a Y-wing pilot, I think. Or no, no, it wasn't X-wing, oh. but it was the. It was like. uh it was like the the squadron captain. Oh, Wedge. Oh, here's the
2: thing. Wedge is Luke's wingman going on the trench run. Right, and then he takes he, damage t- and he, and he says, basically absorbs a bunch of damage yeah. and then gets out of there. You know, right. Uh, in Empire, he's he is actually the one that topples the ad at
0: Right. He's the he's the 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 snowspeeder pilot who's who whose cable works
2: right. and like he yeah he, he nails it uh, and. He's the one that uh, on the third Death Star run in Return of the Jedi, he blows up the, um, like, I don't know how to describe it. There's a conduit on the right-hand side that he that he nukes in order so that the uh, <laughs> the Falcon can, like, blow up the main bit, you know? Right. Like, but he's right there, right to the end. He's been in every major battle that
0: we've seen, and he kicks some major ass. Right? Yeah, so I had, I had kind of thought at the bottom of the crawl where it said that Prince, or generally, I'm going to keep saying the first half of the word princess. Every yeah, time I no, talk about okay. it, that's okay. You're like C3PO. I'm exactly. Uh, uh, I I thought maybe that was who her most daring pilot was, or I also was sort of hoping maybe it was Han Solo too. You know, until we figured out that it was Poe Dameron. But I figured, you know, wouldn't it be cool if it was Wedge Antilles? Ends up Wedge Antilles not in the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holding out for more money. So we're still at the crawl. Well, or we <laughs> crawl. this is the show. This show's going to be... <laughs> no, We're
0: right. half an hour in. I mean, I have stuff
3: to do today.
0: <laughs> crawl. And uh, how about the opening, and the whole opening scene where it's just sort of... Okay, uh, you know what? Okay, let's do this. Uh, loved it.
2: We get a shot of, I have to assume it's a moon. There's two moons orbiting uh, Jakku. Uh, we get a, a, a Star Destroyer coming in in um, silhouette which is nice because if they just played out the same episode four shot, I think that would have been overdone. But the notion that you, you run the the scroll and then you pan down onto planets and the star destroyer is like that's star Wars lore. That's how you have to start a movie. Um, And then we see stormtrooper, like assault ships kind of drop out of the star destroyer, which is, Almost beat for beat identical to what's happening in, uh, the, you know, Star Wars, a, a New Hope. I hate calling it A New Hope. It's yeah, Star I don't like Star calling Wars. it A New Hope. On this show, yeah, we call it Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's just establish that. So in Star Wars, like, that's the the same thing, right? Like, the there's a crazy stormtrooper assault, and they look badass. Uh, some of them get killed, but they, they just barge in anyway, and they're unstoppable. Um, and then after they've kind of cleaned up the scene uh, in Star Wars, Vader walks in and in this one we have uh, a shuttle deliver Van.
0: Yeah, I I didn't pick up on it. It took me a, a while watching it the first time before I picked up on the fact that the whole movie was more or less a remake of Star Wars. In, in and yeah. e- either very, very similar or like similar, but like, Turn like heads to tails um, Some people have turned that into a negative And
2: I, I don't like that notion This is a myth It's a modern myth Stop worrying about reusing plot points uh, They set out and they retold The thing, they, they retold the story With a few different characters And a few things mixed up But they've reset the the, the Ground so that it's fertile For like the next few movies You know what I mean?
1: Right. I didn't have any problem with that. I thought – because it's kind of – I mean, maybe nerds don't want to admit it, but it's kind of like a soap opera. Like, you know, yeah, it has all this yeah. – and, you know, they recycle plots all the time, and somebody's going to be somebody's daughter or father or – and it's just the way it's going to go.
2: Yeah. Get over I it. had more problem with uh, Return of the Jedi when they're like, okay, really? Like, another Death Star? Return, like, <laughs> right. We kind of did that. Like. <laughs>
1: Right, right. Jedi right. is
2: weaker. This one, this one at least is like, okay, no, we're gonna do the
0: exact same thing. Like, don't. maybe I'm older, so. I'm, well, I'm and afraid, I think the but, other thing that, that, if we're being honest with each other, and I think I, I didn't predict that. I re, and I did go in blind. I did not predict that they would just really remake Star Wars. Yeah. Me it, but I think it's kind of overall. I think it's kind of genius because they did it without actually remaking it. Now, compare and contrast with what they did with Star Trek, where they would, and again, J.J. Abrams, they rebooted it, but they've recast all of these iconic characters. You know, there's a new Captain Kirk, there's a new guy playing Spock, and they, you know, use the time travel trick to get Leonard Nimoy in to sort of tie it together. But in a way, it sort of feels like a cheat because it feels like there's never going to be a William Shatner Kirk in this universe. And I'm so glad that they didn't go that way, that they said, you know, we're not remaking episode four, five, six. Uh, Yeah. You know, and Han Solo is still Harrison Ford and Luke Skywalker is still Mark Hamill. And Leia is still Carrie Fisher. Um, But yet we're remaking it. And I feel like the thing we have to be honest with each other, with everybody about is that those movies, especially the first one, Star Wars, uh, it, it, it's dated in a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know to tie to get with my other you know favorite movie series with the James Bond movies. As much as I love the Sean Connery Bond movies, there's no way that you could make one of those today with that pacing and that level of like production quality. Like they look old, and and the first Star Wars movie looks old and it feels old with the way that it's paced. And so I feel like telling that same story but doing it with up-to-date production values and pacing uh, is sort of necessary to, to, to take the franchise out of cold storage. I think so.
2: I think there is so much of this movie that is um, as much, like, sort of on the meta level as it is actually on the, on the level of telling a story. Uh, like, certainly all the mirroring of the characters and the plot points um, –
1: yeah, I didn't think it felt like used up. I thought it felt like fresh and like familiar. Yeah, I really like. I don't know. I really liked it. I had no issue with that. I was surprised that so many people did have an issue with that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I
2: yeah, think they're off
0: base. Yeah, exactly. I think people that could complain. <laughs> All right, here's <laughs> yeah. here's a a broad topic here. And, and from the opening scene, I thought Kylo Ren was an excellent villain, and I liked the way he talked, I liked the words that he chose, like, he was, you know, very few words, but he, he chose them very well. I love this new trick that he introduced where he stopped a laser bolt in midair. I thought mm-hmm. that was, I, I that had never occurred to me, I thought it was an excellent thing. Um, but in the... As the movie goes on, so we're introduced to him, and he feels like a total, legit badass, exactly like Darth Vader in the first movie when he first enters. But then as the movie goes on, to me, once he took his helmet off, I, oh, you I really... you're one of those guys? Okay. I really hate yeah. to say it, but I feel like when he took his helmet off, it was... It, it reminds me vaguely of... What was his name? Dark Helmet in the Spaceballs? <laughs> yeah, it's Dark Helmet. helmet. Yeah. Like... It, yeah. <laughs> helmetless kylo ren is so whiny and he, he and he's ineffective and uh, it really does correspond to the moment when he takes the helmet off like he, he... is that
1: when he started having the tantrums like cause he no had he'd been weird... having
0: tantrums before
1: did he yeah. have yeah that's right he had his first tantrum and i think his first tantrum was when i was like this is this is a silly person
2: i agree yeah I think he was, I think he was weak and pathetic before he took the helmet off. I think, so my read was that he'd captured Ray. Mm -hmm. Ray was in restraints. Uh, And then she sort of questions him by saying like, I forget what it was. Like, you try to kill me? Well, that's what happens when I'm chased by a monster in a mask. And he tries to take the mask off. Uh, And I think he thinks it's a power move. And it totally backfires. Right. And the fact that he thinks it's a power move is <laughs> where I think it turns awesome. Like,
1: Like, Darth Vader pathetic. gets mad and he kills somebody. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. frustrated. He's going to choke somebody. And this guy is just, like, breaking his lightsaber over his knee. Or-
2: Darth Vader keeps his shit together. Right, I'm sorry. Right. Like, he really does. All of the Sith guys that we've seen, even in the shitty movies, keep their shit together. They're like... If you fuck up, I will kill you. Like, make no mistake about it. But if things, if you do what I tell you to do and things don't go well, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to be very, very angry, but it's not your fault and I'm going to move on. <laughs> this
0: guy is like, I'm going to beat up a computer. Yeah, right. Like, really? This is your move? Like, There was, there was a time, I, I was probably right around Jonas's age, maybe like 8, eight 9, 10 years old. And my family had played a game of Monopoly, which, if you know, I think everybody's familiar with. takes a takes a long time, (laughs) and you know, it well over an hour into it, and uh, I was the first one to go bankrupt. And I thought for sure that I was going to win because I just thought, you know, my family is. Full of simpletons. <laughs> it's good It's good that you're sharing with us. Sharon. Well, is- as a 10-year-old, you know, I really thought that I, you know. You and were that- the
1: smartest person in the room. Yeah,
0: and I was going to, you know, wheel and deal and Donald Trump my way into victory, you know, as a real <laughs> estate magnate. And I went bankrupt. Magnet. Magnate. And uh, <laughs> I I lost. I was the first one out. And I went into a fit. And I, we were... Playing in the kitchen on the kitchen table, and I went into the the living room, which is next door. Picked a pillow off the sofa and threw it into the kitchen, and it was it could not have been worse. It just swept the board. It <laughs> swept everything off the board. Everybody's money. It just slid across the board like one of the Dukes of Hazard sliding across the General Lee. <laughs> And I instantly knew, wow, that was a horrible mistake. I just ruined the game for everybody. (laughs) Like, it was completely irrecoverable. And everybody was like, well, I guess the game's over. Nice job, John. But I was 10 years old, you know what I mean? And I I learned a lesson from it. I was like, wow, you know, you got to, you know. You never do stuff like
1: that. I mean that. I know that sounds like, because I'm, like, never serious, but you don't. You're very even-tempered.
0: I just feel like it's I, – I mean, it's obviously a deliberate choice. It's not like they made a mistake, but it, it's a curious choice that they've made the main bad guy somebody who has the emotional temperament of a 10- a or 11-year-old. Well, makes, I think yeah. it needs to to in order to uh, disassociate him with Darth Vader.
1: But it makes him so unlikable in a way that you have no respect for him. Like yeah. Darth Vader was not likable. Like he was likable as a badass, but, you know – not really likable, but this guy, that's thats why it made me so mad when he killed Han Solo. Like, I'm going to stop bringing that up. But okay. Yeah. Because he was just so unlikable. Like, he was not worthy of killing Han Solo. I that's think what that's really got the, to me. I
2: think that's the point.
1: I know. I know that's the point. But I just, I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
2: Well, forget the Han Solo <laughs> bit. Uh, uh, I think that... Um, I think that Darth Vader established an archetype for villains that we've seen played over, you know, since its introduction. Uh and this is like they can't do the same thing. What are you gonna do? Be a better Vader than Vader? Can't do that. So I don't know. You could try. they need they need a petulant child. I mean that seems like a pretty like a petulant, overly entitled uh Vaguely misogynistic, like, certainly self-entitled.
1: Well, they nailed it.
2: Child. Yeah. uh, uh, To be, you know, to be the villain. Because they've already got the cold calculating guy. I don't know if Vader's cold and calculating. Seething. They've got the seething thing done. You can't seethe better than Vader. Like, his breathing is seething. Like, you, (laughs) you literally can't get more than that, you know? Um so they've got this guy who's a whiny wannabe and that it makes sense in the universe and it makes sense as a villain and it's, and it's pathetic. And I like that, um, you don't need to respect. I like that he doesn't deserve to respect. And that's his problem is that he feels that he does, but it's immediately apparent to anybody that watches him that like, no, you don't, you're, you're no Vader kid.
1: Right. Well, and maybe it's an evolution because I hated Anakin too in the, you know, yeah, the, the uh, other ones. Yeah. So, he, yeah. you know, maybe, was, I don't know. Maybe, maybe killing Han Solo gives him the, you know what? I'm a badass. I killed my dad. I killed Han Solo. So maybe, you know, maybe it's an evolution. I don't I know. I
2: think it, I think that kind of maybe, I don't be, know if I it backfired it, in terms of turning him to the light side, but uh, he was certainly not thinking with his head when he, engaged uh, Ray and Finn in that lightsaber battle.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Anyway, so we're jumping all over the place. Yeah, but, that, but I feel like... It's
1: just a conversation. I mean...
0: Yeah. The yeah. other thing they do is in the opening scene, we are instantly, and again, it parallels the first movie where Princess Leia, uh, you know, put the plans in R2-D2. And we've got a new R2-D2, BB-8, uh, and it's, you know, it, it's, it could not be more I, – I almost feel like I should have realized they're remaking the movie. I just thought, oh, it's just, just one note, you know, similar. There's secret plans and they're giving them to this astromech droid
1: mm-hmm. who
0: who beeps and emotes instead right. it of It felt like talking. a
1: nod in the beginning. Like it just felt like a nod to the first movie rather right.
0: than – I love BB-8 and I feel like – and I know, you know, that was a character that they they let out in the – trailers and they started making toys and stuff like that for it. So you got the gist of, you know, like the way that he's sort of built like a snowman. Um, but I really liked him in the movie. And I feel like that one of the things that did to me was, at just a home run in the movie is the BB eight character. What do you guys think?
2: I don't, I don't think he could have done better. Uh, a droid like 3PO would be a failure. Right, right. And what you can't you can't have another R2 unit. We've seen that. We had R four in the prequels.
1: No, I thought who I Nobody thought it was cared
2: split. about not even Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> like no literally nobody cared about that guy. Um so yeah, no, I I loved it. I thought that they managed to make a a real genuine new character droid that we actually liked. And uh, um, that's I, uh, that's no small feat, right? Like, that's, but he
1: was such an R two D two. I mean, he's like plucky. He's cuter and, cute. and he's
2: more mobile, and you know, yeah. like he hides behind people's legs. He's got R two D two expresses his personality in terms of beeps and boops, uh, right? And, and BB-8 he has more does like head movements,
1: like, and yeah, he's yeah. kind of like like a like a playful puppy. You know, he had
2: like, yeah. like you said, like hiding between the legs and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's more like a pet than R2-D2. I never got the sense that R2-D2 was a pet.
0: I always got the sense that R2, even at, in the first movie where we see him, uh, or even if you go back to the prequels, even in the prequels when, when uh, you know, chronologically we first see R2, he already feels like he's an old droid and yeah. he sort of acts like an old droid, whereas yeah. BB-8 is feels like almost childish. Yes. He's got like a sense of wonder about him. Uh, One of the biggest laughs in the movie, and I I really do love it, I think it's so great, is where, uh, and again, we're skipping around, but when they're on the Falcon and Ray is underneath trying to fix the ship and... uh, Finn is explaining that I'm not really part of the resistance but there's no way we're getting out of this unless you tell us where He's, he's coming clean to the droid Right, and he gives him a thumbs up and BB-8 has like a like a butane lighter <laughs> and uses it to give a thumbs up. I was ready for it the second time we saw it I and I really like gauged the crowd the crowd absolutely lost it at that point and I feel like that was really the point where where everybody in the theater was like, all right, I am fully on board with this movie. Yeah. I think so too. That's certainly the biggest laugh. What about in broad, broad strokes? I, I almost feel like in it, just to jump to a, a, a problem with the movie is that in the first star Wars, the open, the famous opening shot where you see the, the rebel ship, small rebel ship going away and, And then the giant, wow, it just keeps going and going and going, giant Star Destroyer. In addition to just being a beautiful shot and a a tremendously effective special effect, it also instantly establishes the power dynamics between the Rebellion and the Empire. That the Rebels are small and really up against it, and the Empire is huge, and the overwhelming military uh, strength in the galaxy. The shot establishes that whereas in this movie it's very unclear to me even after having watched it twice and you know read the internet and unspoiled myself it's very unclear to me like how strong the the uh first order is and how strong the new republic and this resistance are
2: i don't yeah i don't think you can tell um They blot out so so the the silhouette of the star destroyer blots out uh, a moon rather than the sun. You'd think that would be more of a, you know what I mean? Like if you got like a planet and a sun and like the like a star destroyer just kind of comes in between them. Uh, I don't think so. The, the, the opening crawl did not explain the political situation very well and none of the expository dialogue really did uh, if anything I think that might have been a reaction to um you know the prequels where all we did is spend time talking about like, <laughs> right. like who's voting on what from where and like oh wait that Senator needs some farm subsidies so that we can have these stormtroopers, whatever it was. Uh I, I I think maybe that it got glossed over a little bit much. I do know that there have been scenes cut
0: um that deal a little bit more with the political side of things. Yeah, I've heard that too, including like the, the characters who got blown up on the balcony, you know. Yeah, the... we see we see a woman like the close up of the woman's face. Uh she actually apparently
2: gets uh, dispatched by Leia to go and talk to the um, the Galactic Senate about ginning up more support for the Resistance. But I think it all got cut, and probably rightfully so. It was a long enough movie with enough going on that I don't think we need, needed to know it. Right. It's Let's a good learn question. let a lesson but... from those
1: prequels. I mean, if yeah. I would have heard the words Galactic Senate, I would have gotten up and left.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You would have missed Han Solo getting killed.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, you know what? And then I'd be happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the things that I thought was pretty clever, and I liked it, is even though it's uh, it's thirty years later, and you know, I like I like the basic idea that that what happened in Return of the Jedi did not completely shut down the Empire instantly. That the yeah. Empire truly was an Empire, and uh, you know, losing another Star Destroyer. And are not star destroyer Death Star and the super star destroyer and losing the you know the Emperor and Vader obviously yeah. set them back tremendously, but it left them with something that they could still have. They still had this massive star fleet. Um, yeah, I love. Just the makes sense. Idea. There's no way you can like that battle did not.
2: There's no way that battle could cripple something as large as a Galactic
0: Empire. Like I it. really like the way that they flipped this though, and they made. Because it was unclear how old Darth Vader was in the first movies, but you knew, you know, Obi-Wan said that he was, you know, he told Luke that, you know, he, you know, had fought with him and he was a star pilot. So you knew he had to be at least like 40 or 50, you know, and that he was, you know, more or less one, uh, you know, 20 years maybe or so younger than Obi-Wan. But Tarkin was clearly an old
2: guy. Wait, wait, from those first movies, I did not think he
0: was 20 years younger than Obi-Wan. Oh, you didn't? How old did you think he was? Because he said I that thought he was trained the him. same age. Oh, see, I thought that he was a little younger because he said he told Luke that it was an apprentice of mine, you know. Well, okay, so in A New Hope, he says that he
2: fought with him. Right. So that established my relationship to the thing. And then he
0: talks about Darth Vader having trained him. Yeah, but then he even addresses him as old man. Your powers are weak, old man.
2: Yeah. Okay, I still didn't get the twenty years, but okay, yeah. Yeah, I just figured. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you. I think I don't think. Yeah, I think
1: you have to have twenty years on somebody to call them an old man.
0: Right. You can't call somebody who's roughly your age an old man.
1: Although I'm gonna start. Old man guy English I thought
0: do that, it I'd love that if you just kept calling me old I man. thought it I'd was so a really interesting twist that uh especially that the Hucks character is like a young like boy I wanted to punch that guy and I, yeah. I feel like you yeah, wanted yeah. to want they wanted you to want to punch him uh yeah. like when he was given his his little Nazi speech to all the troops and I was just like man I would like to see you get punched. Yeah, you want to grab like a Captain America shield and just
2: hit that guy in the face
0: with it. Uh, He's awful.
2: Is that where you're going with the Tarkin thing? Well, yeah. yeah.
0: To me, it's one of those aspects of the movie where, yes, the whole thing parallels the first Star Wars movie. Hux is clearly the the Tarkin stand-in. And I really like the twist that instead of being an old guy, he is young. I mean, I don't know. He looks like to me like he's only around 30 years old. Yeah, he's
2: young. He's full of piss and vinegar, and he's
0: he's on a mission, right? And it's like inherently, like, uh, what was the name of the actor who played Tarkin? Peter. Uh... Peter O'Toole. Yeah. No. It, is it? Yeah. That that's okay. exactly it, yeah. isn't it? Oh, somebody will correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. Um, I that guy just instantly commanded respect because it just who he is, right? You just. Had to respect him, whereas Hux is like, because he's like a young punk, you had to know that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Peter Cushing was the name, not Peter Cushing. Peter Orton. Cushing, sorry. Yeah, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. I'm, <laughs> I was looking it up on my phone right now. <laughs> but he commanded respect just because he was just this old British actor who you know as a kid. I don't even know what he was in, but you just know you've seen him in things. No, and then yeah, his classic. face is like, so like it's like Max Fonsanto. Like Exactly. It, it's, yeah. So I thought that was pretty brilliant. I really liked it. And I liked that the guy is, uh, uh, a young punk.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, his arrogance and vigor really got sold because he was a young guy. I think it's like, he's too young and dumb to have actually thought about what the hell he's saying. And so he can deliver these kind of speeches, uh, with complete conviction, um, as opposed to uh, having like a, uh, a sense of cynicism, like you know when you hear the Vader, uh, the Vader, the, uh, the Emperor deliver his his talks, there's always a cynicism behind it. Uh, I ju- I think this guy's just a real believer. You know, he's like a born again fascist Imperial lackey leader kind of guy.
1: Born again fascist is such a great phrase.
2: He really is. He's like,
0: he's...
1: Who does that?
0: <laughs> you
2: could just well, let's see not get, let's, not for,
0: let's not get into politics. <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could just see that he'd be voting for Trump, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... All right, let's take another break Let's try not here. to go there. <laughs> let us t- let us take a break, and I want to tell you about uh, Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service. That makes it easy to invest your money the right way. Uh, it works 24-7 to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized to your risk profile. What you do when you sign up is they ask you, it takes like two minutes, they ask you just a few questions about you know how much risk you want to put in your investments. Uh, and then you give them your money and they put it in uh, index funds and you, you don't have to worry about it. And then you just walk away. Why would you use Wealthfront? It, it More or less, it's like an automated internet service that replaces a personal financial advisor. Why would you use this instead of a financial advisor? Well, most financial advisors charge somewhere between 1% to 3% of the money under management. So for every dollar you invest, they take 1% to 3% of it as their fee. Wealthfront uh, only charges... Uh, 0.25% of the money that is under management. And they only charge that once you get over $10,000 of your money that's invested there. If you follow this link from the show, you they'll actually raise that minimum umbrella up to uh, $15,000. So the first $15,000 you put into Wealthfront, go through this link, wealthfront.com slash the talk show. Uh, it's all free. There's no fees at all. And then you only pay that management fee on what you invest over $15,000. Uh, you can get started for as little as 500 bucks, So you can just put 500 bucks in, see how it works. And then, as they say here in these talking points, put your real money in later after uh, you see how it works. Really, really easy. Could not, It's it's just a super easy way to invest money for the long term in a very smart way. Uh, now, I, as before, every time these guys sponsor, I am legally obligated to read this uh, disclosure. If I don't read it, I will, I will go to prison. For compliance purposes, I have to tell you that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC, This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. So my thanks to Wealthfront. Wealthfront.com slash the talk show is where you go to sign up. All right, we haven't really spoken about Ray yet. Amy?
1: I love Ray. (laughs) I mean, I think, how could you not like Ray? I
3: um,
1: I loved her. She was so exciting. And I, I that was another thing. Well,
0: well what were we going to say?
1: I don't remember because you interrupted me.
0: I was directing you to speak in the microphone. <laughs> you
1: well, can't because <laughs> your big dumb face is there.
0: Clearly, I mean, this is, again, this is obvious. Anybody who's seen the movie knows this. She is the Luke Skywalker. She's the... You know the force aware, force capable, twenty-ish um, year old who's living on a desert planet and has you know dreams and of, of uh, bigger adventures. Is she's a pilot? Uh, you know she's the new Luke. But whereas Luke she's, well, was she's better uh,
1: than Luke, she's definitely she's better
0: than Luke. Is exactly Way what than Luke. Yeah. Luke wants to go into
2: whatever Tamgashi Station that's not the word i know <laughs> to get some <laughs> to power, get converters. power converters tashi station tashi to station. station she will build you some damn <laughs> power converters like she
1: ugh. just she just made me so so happy i mean she was just this amazing female character and um and i don't know if you remember like before the movie came out, J.J. Abrams was obviously doing a lot of press and he said something yeah, he kind of. St- up
2: that, he just said yeah.
1: something stupid, and but yeah. he didn't. But, you know, I just felt like, well, give the guy a chance. And I just. Yeah, I think feel he like, was
2: trying to be coy,
1: right? Well, and, and I just think he was. And yeah. let's face it, when we were little, uh, girls did love Star Wars, but it was marketed towards boys. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, Everyone who criticized him owes him an apology because he said maybe one silly kind of dumb thing. But then in the movie, it was so true. I mean, she absolutely kicked ass. She was amazing.
2: Yeah, I think he said something like, uh, Star Wars has always been a boy's thing.
3: Right, right. But I hope
2: and- with this movie, uh, mothers will want to take their daughters and it'll be a girl's thing. And then people got bent out of shape because he was like,
3: well,
2: right. it wasn't true. always a boy's thing. I was like, "Yeah, okay." He just, he just spoke. He just the guy wasn't, said something stupid. Like, but then
1: he made a fine. movie with a kick-ass female yeah, character. Yeah,
2: he'd already made the movie when he said it, and he was like trying not to be. Right. You can't spoil it, and he's trying to be like, "Look, this is going to be more. This going to be more powerful women characters in this movie than you expect." Is what he's trying to say.
1: Right. Right.
2: And then
0: it's like, just he screwed up. So whatever. I yeah. really loved. The introduction to her, cinematically, and oh, it's when she's it she's it. exploring the the husk of a, a destroyed star destroyer. star destroyer on the surface of the planet. And I I thought it the first time I saw it, and I had this in mind the second time I saw it. To me, I really do think it's almost an homage to Wally that she lives this solitary life. That is to me a lot like Wally, you know, in the way that Wally was cleaning up garbage and she was sort of scavenging, you know, the garbage for parts. But the way, too, that the entire introduction to her, she's by herself and she never mutters, you know, there's never anything where she says anything. She doesn't talk to herself or anything. It's purely cinematic. You just see her exploring this thing, it's beautiful it really does look real it i mean i you know obviously i guess a lot of that was cgi but unlike the prequels to me it really looked like they built a giant empty star destroyer and it established her character it's like wow this whoever she is she knows you know you know the way that she's like grappling around on these hooks and and cables and stuff like that like she knows what she's doing um and then her her excavation ends with her sliding down the dune like a sled, and it's yeah. just like a little bit of whimsy that to me was like. But she's you know she's trying to have fun. I loved it. I loved the luxury they took in
2: establishing uh, the way she lived her life. Uh, a lot of movies just have a, like a faster pace these days, mm-hmm. and maybe they'll drop a couple of lines of exposition, like, "Oh man, I." can't believe I've spent, like, another day scavenging in the Star Destroyer. You know, like, something like <laughs> that. But this is, like, so much better. Like, you can, like, it's nice and slow. It's, uh, the, the sled is whimsy, but it also just makes sense. Why, like, she, you know that she's been doing this a long time. She collects a bunch of stuff. She puts it on the sled. She slides down the thing, and she carries it home on her speeder. Right, and it was uh, slow
1: paced, but it was it's nice still slow. enjoyable to watch. And I oh, felt yeah. like it was slow paced, and you got a lot out of it. Like you it, really got her isolation, and I, I don't know. I thought that was really, I thought it was really interesting. But like you said, it was a slow paced thing, but it was super enjoyable to watch. I yeah. loved it. I the
2: loved th- that she was in line. She was in line to sell the parts. Like yeah. just the weird. Like uh, it's just perfect. Like. The, the monotony of, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I love the shot of her and the um, – she's cleaning off the parts that she's collected, and uh, she looks up and across the table from her is uh, a weathered old woman. And, it, like, not just an old woman, but, like, an old woman who's clearly being, like, beaten down by the sands and, right. and the environment that, that, that they're living in. Uh, and it's a very brief shot, but you, it It registers. With her and with us,
0: that like okay, this is right. This, this is it. This is my future. This you know? is like, me
1: this. if I don't get something going. Yeah, right.
0: The it, other, yeah. the other shot that to me was it's just cinema. It there's no dialogue, but when she tries on the uh, the helmet, the she finds like a rebel, so great, a rebel X-wing pilot helmet, and she tries it on. It tells you exactly what you think. She's dreaming of getting off the planet, right? And she's
2: eating her food, all happy. Yeah. You
0: like know, she's
1: not they're gonna start selling that food at Disney. They're gonna sell <laughs> they I mean they will sell it, yeah. anything at Disney and the Star Wars stuff is just out of control. Like they have opened up a new building in one of the parks just to sell Star Wars stuff. And <laughs> they're going to sell those little gruel packets. I know it. And kids are gonna go nuts.
2: One quarter one quarter portion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh but I liked it that she was like she had a smile on her face. Like okay that was a day well done. I've got something to eat. I'm sitting here eating my thing. I've got my helmet. Feeling good, you know. Um Well,
0: here's one more thing. Because it wasn't like,
2: oh, I'm it wasn't like a, you know, like an Oliver Twist kind of thing where it's like, oh god, everything is awful and I'm the worst.
0: It was like, no, make my way.
2: Well, it's one make of the subtle way ways the that today, I found her basically. so much
0: more likable than <laughs> Luke in the first movie. Where Luke is is so it, 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 you know like and he's like oh another season like, I poor was poor
1: me like why is this happening to me like I have these big dreams but I'm not really yeah. going to do anything about them I'm just going to whine about my circumstance yeah and I didn't, you know what? I didn't get like a contentedness from Ray. I got a, hey, I'm putting up with this, but I'm going to do something. Like, oh yeah,
2: yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't. Yeah, think she was I mean, content. I don't think she was, I just like, thought smiling. that she took joy in small moments of like, I'm
1: right, like hey, enjoying at my least
2: I'm yeah. at
1: least I'm eating for today, and this is going yeah. to get better. Like I'm going to got something. my happy
2: helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I just love the idea of like. And you know what nobody talks about is the uh, so she marks off. Uh, one day at a time on that wall. Right. Uh, and there was a lot of marks. A lot of marks. <laughs> a whole lot of marks going on,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, clearly her backstory is its a total J.J. Abrams-ism. Mystery box. Yeah, kind of a mystery yeah. box, and including the fact that we don't hear her last name. I mean, obviously there's an awful lot of people who are speculating that maybe she's Luke's daughter. That she's Rey Skywalker, and yeah, uh, I don't that, believe it. And that uh, she I, was left yeah. there f- for whatever mysterious reasons. I don't know. It, it's there's got to be some reason we don't know her last name, oh, and any other speculation, the other guess, you know, and going along typical Star Wars <laughs> lines where everybody ends up being somebody's brother or sister, <laughs> would be that she's uh, Han and Leia's daughter. But that that to me doesn't seem plausible just because of the way that. Han's interaction with her, right? It, it, there's it doesn't even, if there was even a chance of that, she's,
2: it, she's it, Kenobi's granddaughter.
0: Is it we know that?
2: No, we don't know. That. Oh. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what right. I that's what I choose to assert right now. A, she's got the accent. B, we hear Kenobi speaking to her in the flashback sequence. Right. Uh, C, uh, Anakin and Kenobi went at it originally. Which is kind of what set the whole thing off, um, and I don't know what the other one is. I had another reason. I I have. She's heard. just awesome. I have <laughs> so, heard. So she's got it. I'm a huge Obi Wan Kenobi fan. Like he's my guy.
0: Uh, so I'm I'm going with her being the. the or maybe daughter. she could be like his niece or something. But she, you know, maybe she's named Ray Kenobi.
2: No, know. no. So so my I mean my thing is like. You know what? If you look like Ewan McGregor and all of your buddies in the Jedi Order get wiped out and you're stuck on Tatooine with nothing to do for 20 years, I think the cantina may look like a good place to have a little bit of fun every now and then.
1: Have we thought about the fact that she might be Yoda's?
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> John just made it. I haven't
2: thought me. about that. that
0: is, I had not thought about that.
1: I don't want to know how that goes on.
0: I don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a complaint I have with the movie. One of my complaints is that they don't introduce any memorable vehicles that are new. That it's just they've painted the Tie Fighters black. They nope. they have created a new two seat Tie Fighter. What what is it like the Special Forces Tie Fighter? Yeah, yeah, rotating. that was a plot contrivance, right? Like, yeah. um, but it's you know it's the Millennium Falcon, X Wings, Star Destroyers. All the vehicles there's no Y-Wings, there's no TIE Interceptors, there's no, bombers, there's no Bombers, there's no A-Wings, there's no B-Wings, there's nothing. There's just X-Wings and TIE Fighters. That's, That's exactly right. where I'm going, where the only cool yeah. new vehicle at all is Ray's Speeder. Which... I didn't even like it. But... Oh, I kind of liked it. I did. I kind of liked
1: it. It's like a Land Speeder, but we turned it on its side. I don't
0: know. I no, I kind of liked it. I, w- I, I think if I was a kid, I'd want, I would want the Ray right. Speeder toy. I liked that it was kind of shitty. It's just a big box, but <laughs> yes, <with right>. like, <laughs> no,
2: because it makes sense, right? It's like, what? She's not going to be like going around with it like a dope ride, <laughs> right. just, whatever. It's like this thing moves, and that, right. thats it's all.
1: Utilitarian. I it's totally utilitarian. Well, yeah, I, I guess
0: I think it looks cool. My only complaint with it is that, it, given her career, she kind of needs like a pickup truck, <laughs> <Right>. yeah,
1: <laughs> something to haul things.
0: Like in theory she could there could be some some salvageable stuff in that star destroyer that or or whatever other records you know she's she's exploring that would be too big to take on that thing. She kind of needs a truck so my my take it is that
2: uh this scavenging has been going on for so long that there's very little left so yeah you get like, yeah, you like, you get like she's climbing way up to get like a little tiny part that you know she takes. Right. I don't think like all of the good stuff was gone like twenty years ago, basically before she was born, is, is kind of my vague take on it.
1: Right, it's a rough life.
2: Yeah. It's not just scavenging, it's like you know, like picking the like the
0: just little scraps of meat off the bones at this point. All right. So the other new major character is Finn. What do, what do you guys think about Finn?
1: I love Finn. Yeah, I liked him yeah. a lot. Yeah, me too. He's like a you know, when it's it, he's like a good guy and uh like he's finding himself throughout the movie. Like I think it's fun.
2: He's got a good heart and he
0: has bad luck.
1: <laughs> and I like that he's kinda of the bumbler. You know what I mean? They made yeah. her the badass yeah. and he's kinda of the bumbler. Yeah. I like that. I like that.
0: Well, right. and I think it compares well in, in, in the first scene where we really get to see him act I mean, we obviously there's the the, the bat the opening battle where he he for whatever reason, you know. Has broken through the indoctrination of these stormtroopers, and and has serious moral qualms. I really
1: hated that though because stormtroopers don't bleed, and I realized like the 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 use of that, you know, that he that it marks him and it shows that he's affected. But stormtroopers have never bled. I thought it was weird.
2: I agree, it was weird. It definitely broke the expectations of the Star Wars movies. Um, but I think the fact that we saw a stormtrooper bleeding humanized them,
1: right? And I think which that's which really allowed us to, to, to then
2: like go ahead and you I, know, I, so. I vivid- right, like,
1: he was like, "Holy crap, we're killing people here for no reason. We're just mad."
2: Yeah, but like just the mere fact that a stormtrooper uh, also uh, that stormtrooper didn't have a glove on. Yeah, yeah. like, and know. it doesn't make sense. Not if it makes sense, just keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> I <Like>, don't. <laughs> Stop thinking. Keep rolling. Okay, he's a human, and now we're expressing his human, and he kind of has a bond with this guy, and that's it. Like just,
0: I vividly remember in in my childhood, you know, when the movies were new, and I was a little kid. That one of the recurring arguments that me you and know, my friends would have, or, or a debate, I guess, was exactly w- what are the stormtroopers? Are they people? Are they clones? Are you know because they mentioned the Clone Wars, you know, is that are they clones? And I remember a lot of my friends but thought they're
1: obviously people because they switch, you know, they uh, Han and Luke take their outfits.
0: Yeah, but I, there were people who I remember I had friends who argued that they were droids that they must have been like robots. And then yeah. even the one and I, stupid. And that they you know that that <laughs> I agree that it was stupid. And it wasn't my argument. But it was enough of a mystery that there at least some kids would argue that they were droids and that Han and Luke had like hollowed out this you know, taken all the robot guts okay. out. Yeah, well,
1: that would have taken it. a lot of time.
0: I agree. It's stupid. It wasn't my argument. No, I'm sorry. okay.
2: Stupid is way harsh for childhood friends. Uh no, but I I've
0: always seen them as as uh I don't want to throw him Human. under the bus, but my childhood friend—I'll just name him—David Newmoyer, thought that they were droids. <laughs>
2: okay, David, I'm sorry, man. I—I uh, I don't didn't mean to call you stupid. He made a good uh, case for it, though. I bet he did.
0: As a ten-year-old.
3: All right, so I—I um, so I <laughs> love I
0: love the scene. I really love the scene where 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 Poe and Finn first meet and. I, I to me and, and it's where J J Abrams really just nailed it. Where Poe Dameron is clearly like a, a right out of you know mythology. He's the hero's hero. He's brave. Oh He's God. never afraid. Got he's, a square jaw that could break, like a granite block. He felt and like, like an Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, like
1: that's and even the jacket. I felt like wow, he's an Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah, and like a typical, you know, like when James Bond gets captured, he's never like worried. You know that he's not going to. He just figures, ah, something's going to happen. I'm going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, got it's that. It's like it's like your thing where he's read the script ahead and he's yeah. Like, he's, and he's got, got that confidence. And Finn is a perfect foil because Finn is, like, literally in, like, a flop sweat. I mean, he is, like, in, like, a, <laughs> he's having, like, the crisis of his life. He knows that Captain Phasma is, is on to him. You know, he's supposed to go down to, uh, what does she say? I want your weapon inspected. They're going to figure out he never he even says, fired She thing. says uh, uh, report to division. I don't even know what that means, but it's, like, uh, kind of doesn't sound good. Right. So. And yeah. there's that line where he's like why are you doing this? Are you part of the resistance? And he and Finn is like it's just the right thing to do. And he goes you need a pilot. And he goes yeah, I need a pilot. And it's funny <laughs> and it really did that moment in the movie watching it. It really struck me that for all of the the book length criticism you can have of the prequel trilogy trilogy and what's wrong with it that the dialogue is stilted and the characters are lame and it's the plot is all this political stuff and you don't even know who the bad guys are because it seems like both sides are really working for the emperor so there's no bad and, and you can go on and on and on and and talk about the effects and and how everything was green screen but it really hit me when with that joke of yeah i need a pilot that you know what one of the huge huge gaping flaws in the prequel trilogy is there's nothing funny in them at all and a star wars okay. movie should be funny yes yeah you need to hit the funny action beats, like
2: in a certain right.
1: way. But, like I said earlier, it's all corny funny, but it's like, in a That's
2: okay, though. Right, right. Yeah. right.
1: No, it's yeah. in a good way. And that's why, like I said earlier, like you got the feeling that the people who made this movie really loved Star Wars. And I feel like they hit so many of the jokes in the right way. Like the, the joke about, you know, when they're running toward uh, the ship and he's like, what about that one? And she's like, no, that one's garbage. And then. You know, then they have to go to that one, and it's the Millennium Falcon. That's such yeah. a great joke. Like it's such a Star Wars. Like it just yeah. hits the perfect tone of. Star and, the,
2: Wars. and the main theme kicks in. <laughs> like they, they, the camera turns to show the Millennium Falcon, and it does like. Dun, 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 dun. It was so like exciting.
1: It, it, yeah, I
3: don't know. Like, oh I yeah, so
2: now exciting. we're now we're playing for real, you know.
1: But it's such a perfect Star yeah. Wars joke. Totally corny, but yet you yeah. laugh anyway. Yeah.
2: But that, so, so that scene with uh, Poe and Finn uh, is amazing because it immediately establishes uh, Finn's character, who actually doesn't even have a name yet, but it establishes him as, like, uh, a guy that knows what the good thing to say is. Like, he knows what the right thing to do and say is, but he's actually just really out for himself. Uh like I'm letting you go because it's the right thing to do. "Oh, you need a pilot. Uh, yeah, I need a pilot." <laughs> like the, like he knows what the thing to say is, and then he's just he can't he can't hold it together, like he can't lie very well, you know? So And that comes
0: up again and again in the movie. Yeah, and so one of the parallels, I think, and it's not an exact parallel, but clearly Finn is in a certain way, He's he is the Han Solo of this movie where he's the character who's really just looking out for his own interests. In yeah.
3: yeah. Lying, well and, where Han and bluffing was his like, way through
0: everything.
2: Yeah. Where Han was uh, sort of, as soon as we met him, he was grizzled and competent. Uh, Finn is competent in some ways, but definitely not. Not world-wise, like hand was, right?
1: Right, because he's been a program stormtrooper this whole time. So yeah, I think it's amazing that he has as much thought as he does have. Yeah, if, exactly. <laughs>
2: if anything, it's kind of impressive that he's not more of an asshole.
1: Um, not to take out of the moment, but um, did we tell our son that we're doing this? And is it weird that he hasn't wondered where we are? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, i just
1: thought of that and he doesn't know where we are and he's not concerned
0: uh, he'll figure it out <laughs>
3: <Okay. laughs>
1: like, he's just got new video games for christmas and i haven't seen him upright in days <laughs>
0: One of the th- one of the things <laughs> that in the first Star Wars movie is it, it, Han and Luke. You really don't see them together much. They're on the Millennium Falcon, and Obi Wan is telling them, you know, about the Force. And Han, I always
1: assumed it's because Han can't really stand him.
0: And Han says, <laughs> you know, "I've been all around the galaxy. I've never seen anything that makes me believe in an all powerful Force controls my destiny." And then they're on the Death Star, and it's really, really. You know, the only real scene they have together is that scene where they decide to go rescue Princess Leia and Luke is like, you know, she's rich, you know, uh, you know, there'll be a big reward, more than you can imagine. I don't know, I can imagine quite a bit. Um, well they shoot the way out. They end up in a garbage compactor. Yeah, but it's mostly action. But it's somehow they're yeah. not together for that much. I mean it's obviously more than Poe and Finn are together, but it's not that much. But then somehow but the way that it y- works y- though <laughs> is that when Empire Strike Strikes Back starts and Luke says, you know, on his communicator, Han, old buddy. And when, you know, Luke yeah. doesn't come back and Han is like, that's my friend out there. You know, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, you know her. what it is.
2: It's when uh, Kenobi gets cut down. Yeah. And it They're ties both standing together. right there and they see
0: it happen. And I think that's the moment where it's like. There's something about the know. interaction between Finn and Poe. That to me, even though it's really minimal in this movie, that's just that one scene where they escape together and then when they're reunited, and he's like, Hey, that's my jacket. Um, Yeah. But somehow, like, if the next movie starts and it's, it act, it'll just feel like Poe and Finn are like best buddies and comrades with, oh, yeah, with the deep camaraderie. Like, that's one of those things that that JJ Abrams really nailed. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know, but I would bet
2: a huge amount of money that the next movie is not going to start uh back on that planet with Rey and Luke staring at each other.
0: No, no, definitely. But I think it, it's sort of like it's like a tradition in Star Wars movies that something happens in between the movies, you know. You have to What the scroll going to be? The scroll's going to be like Episode 8. Did you
2: see the last one? <laughs> 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 like what do you
0: like? No, if you not, need-
1: pause it. We'll wait.
0: <laughs> All right, let me take another break here and thank uh, our next sponsor. It's our good friend uh, at Igloo. You guys know Igloo; they make the internet that uh, you'll actually like. Um, here's their here's their story. Here's one of their angles that they have. What if you could give every one of your coworkers five percent of their day back, just by uh, using Igloo? to facilitate team communication and sharing files and to-dos and tasks and just sort of organizing, just providing the glue that keeps your team together. Igloo can, can give you back a huge chunk of your time because it's so much better than the old internet that you might be using or the hodgepodge of disparate tools that you might be doing instead of having it all together in one place. You already have enough work to do. Why, why, why waste time trying to organize the to-dos and the tasks and stuff like that? Go check out Igloo. They've got everything all in one system. They've got like a little Twitter-like microblog. So you imagine having like a private Twitter that's just for you and your team. To-dos, file sharing, everything you need to to get your work done to organize your team. Where do you go to find out more? You get a free trial at igloosoftware.com slash TTS so that's another one where the slug is just the talk show's initials TTS, igloosoftware.com slash TTS use that URL, they'll know you came from the show and you will get a free trial Um, up to 10 people you can just use igloo for free indefinitely, so if your team's small enough you don't even have to worry about paying for it so go check them out at uh, igloo software Do you like that?
1: You're getting better at those You're really good at those I don't listen to your show <laughs> But This is really good You're getting better I can't wait to hear you pronounce the next one though
3: Wait What is that
0: I <laughs> <laughs> It got it's, swapped out This it's might a, be a
1: pixel mature <laughs> Type situation <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright So we, We've talked <laughs> about Ray We've talked John about John has some regrets
1: yeah. <laughs> He really does Doesn't <laughs> he?
2: So, yeah, so we talked about Ray, we talked about Finn. Uh, Poe the- is well, he, he's man candy who can like fly
0: an X Ring pretty great. He's got to have a bigger role in the next movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I he's, think so. he's yeah. sort of like gonna take the place of Han Solo, I think, in terms of. His I yeah, really liked him. Like, just the cool because. Guy,
1: handsome, yeah. like uh, Guy said, square jaw. Like, he's got to be.
2: Yeah, he was awesome. He's like almost too awesome. It's just ridiculous, you know?
0: Uh, so who are we left with color You want to talk about color? Well, I was gonna. I was gonna go to they. You know where where Amy had said. You know, no, not that one. That one's garbage. And they take off in the Millennium Falcon, mm. and then
1: that was so exciting.
0: But then here come Han and Chewie, and it's the thing I want to talk about is this that we find out, and when they. I I I don't know what other people knew with spoilers. I came in, I did know Han and Chewie were in the movie cuz I did watch the first uh trailer where there's Chewie yeah. were home. Um when they And boarded, you knew they were going to come through that door, right? Like y- yeah, I, mean, I kind of did. You can see the framing and you yeah. And uh and I thought it was pretty I thought it was telling that when they they thought maybe it was the first order that had boarded them, but it they didn't clearly show the ship that had taken the Millennium Falcon in so since they didn't show it I thought you know this must be it well it was
2: getting sucked in through the front rather than through the belly of a Star Destroyer so I was like yeah this is
0: weird yeah it clearly wasn't a Star Destroyer so when it was Han and Chewie I wasn't surprised and it felt like the movie had gone on long enough without him Um, but what about I, I have to say I really it but more than Han Solo getting killed in the movie what bothered me more the first time I saw it was the idea that that Han's backstory for this movie was that he was uh, separated from Leia, obviously for some some significant amount of time, maybe most of the thirty years, or at least a lot of it? I um, think I think they I think they I think they've fixed it about twenty years. But
2: really, I
1: thought it was always obvious that they could never be together. Well, but yeah, they can't. Like that they can't stand them. each other. I mean, they obviously love each other, but I just think that you know, one of those not meant to be. Like, they're not no, going to like yeah.
2: had screwed something up. But like, even, yeah, exactly. like, if, <laughs>
0: even, <laughs> if, even if, even if, even if the son hadn't gone bad, Han screwed up. Yeah. Like, All right, but even and, more than being separated from Leia, even way more actually, I was bothered by the idea that he and Chewie had lost the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just feel like, all right, maybe he loses his family. You know, all right, that happens. I mean, that can happen to a guy. But there's no way. There's no way that Han Solo is going to lose the Millennium
1: Falcon. So we're going to get divorced, but you're going to hold on to that accurate. <laughs> and you'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> you're kind of a bad person.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I agreed our to car,
0: this it's, I like our car but it's not the Millennium Falcon If our car was as cool <laughs> as the Millennium Falcon I would say yeah Like I kind of thought when they boarded That maybe like the idea was going to be That they had planted the Millennium Falcon there And that it, maybe they'd explain it Maybe they wouldn't but that it was part of their plan And that's why they picked it up Because they well. was like left behind The idea that they Han and Chewie haven't had the Falcon For some number of years really bothered me
1: You can't hold on to anything I. He, he's not a good person I mean he's a good person But he's he's not really good at life Like he's always uh, fly okay, by the seat of his pants Right?
2: That's, yeah, that's true
3: I'm um,
2: surprised I, I, Look, like so much of this movie uh, It's it's a meta movie In so many ways Honore um, truly not having been on the Falcon In 30 years Is because we haven't been on the Falcon In 30 years that's it. The reason R2-D2 is asleep the entire time until after we blow up the Death Star is because R2-D2 is the heart and soul of the, of the movies. And after we've done the entire first movie again by blowing up the Death Star, rather than like a metal ceremony, we get to see R2-D2 reboot magically out of out of the ether for no good reason.
1: Oh, yeah. That's something that John and I spent a lot of time talking about. Like, what makes him wake up?
2: It's a narrative. Co- well, who cares? It's a narrative construct. It's like R two D two is the heart of Star Wars, and he
0: wakes up after like R- we've spent Riftstein two hours talking
1: Wars. about it. And you're like, who cares?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think he's right well, though. Like, I think that I, 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 I think,
1: think you're absolutely right too. Like, I'm not. An, it's do like you want to find case. like an
2: in-universe excuse. I'm sure we can. I'm right. sure right. we it's can. It's like
1: the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you're not supposed doesn't to matter. spend time dwelling on it. Don't. Doesn't matter. Right. But we've
2: seen. We've seen. A Star Wars movie concluding with the destruction of a Death Star. Nice. Do you feel rekindled? Here's the movie title, The Force Awakens. What happens?
1: The Force Awakens. R-
2: R2-D2 <laughs> awakens and literally tells you. See, I think it's like his here, mental connection
1: go. with Luke. And Luke was sure. like,
2: yeah. you know. Uh, the, I actually think that Luke, like, forced diddled him. or whatever, Force like <laughs> him. Turned him on in some way. <laughs>
1: I think Luke was like, hey, you chill out Till I send you a signal, and then I'll yeah. send you a signal, and you come to life. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That, really I, I, I used the word diddle for that. But yeah, <laughs> so I, I think he, in-universe, in I think he, in terms of writing the script, it's like, uh, who cares? It's like, O two 2 d 2 represents something to us. All and right. the fact that we have the new droid BB-8 bump him and like want to resurrect him is... Again, meta-commentary on, like, right, it, right? we have to, you know, we're trying to reboot these old movies. We're trying to get them back. Uh The whole thing about Inheritance and how even just the scavenger stuff, like, that the new people are scavenging parts from the old, you know, from the old Empire or from the old series, and they're, they're reusing them. Like, all of this is just, it's, Right, as that's a, for
1: us to say. Oh my gosh, look at that! You know, look at the old ship. Or now, I agree with you. I think that the whole well, thing, just like as a meta
2: commentary, like the the, 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 the fact that the movie is scavenging the old movies. Exactly. Right.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Exactly. Like you're the so whole thing. Like it works I- on like a lot of different levels. Not that I'm saying like this movie is high art or anything. but... Yeah,
1: don't get crazy. But
2: but it's I I think it would be I think it's silly to think of it in terms of like, well, man, they already made this movie. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Now, can we think about why maybe they made these choices? And I think that the reason they made these choices is, uh, you know, it's a modern myth, and retelling a myth is part of being a myth. Uh, and um, it's certainly, you know, in terms of scavenging of the R2-D2 thing, like the acknowledging what has come before is is a large part of what this movie is about. And here's, I think it's like an intentional choice. You
0: know? Here's what I've – upon thinking about it after, like I said, my initial reaction was that it really bothered me that they decided that Han had lost the Falcon at some point. Um, We lost that, the Falcon. After, That's the thing. We – Right. And, yeah, I agree. Anyway. I, I yeah. And that works for me. But the other thing too is I also really like the idea, at, once it settled in, that rock bottom for Han Solo, he still had Chewbacca. Like – like so, like the fact that he'd right. lost the Falcon just showed just how far he's fallen, and it, it, it lends some weight to like your general that Han Solo, General Solo, and he says, "I used to be." Uh right. I, I I like it. I actually I did. It bothered me at first, but I I
2: I, I love actually, that line because it works for it works for Han Solo and it works for Harrison Ford too.
0: And the other thing too that really struck me about this movie is it's by far, and I've always been a fan of Chewbacca and i've always thought that chewbacca is an underrated special effect because to me he's he is the most credible and believable alien creature in any movie ever made yeah, like I'd, he, I'd he go there, you just yeah. never doubt and 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 so many of the effects in the original star wars they're good but you they they kind of hold up only with nostalgia whereas chewbacca he really he does not look like a man in a suit he looks right. like a wookiee yeah. And I don't know what they did, you know, like the – what was that magazine when we were kids that would have all the uh, – Fangoria?
2: Fangoria. Yeah. Uh, fa- uh, Phantasm? Fan- well, yeah. were, I remember yeah, Fangoria. Fangoria.
0: Yeah. But like the, just the effects that they did to make his mouth not look like a human mouth and everything. He's always been a super credible alien. And I loved it. But this movie to me was by far and away the best Chewbacca movie ever. It's it, – he on his own – He kind of steals the show. And and in terms right. of just emphasizing w- what an incredible friendship he and Han Solo have.
1: Really? Because I think, okay, I'm not dwelling on it, but I think he got over it pretty quickly. I mean, Han Solo died. And I think one of the second things I turned to you and said after Han Solo died was, oh, my God, poor Chewie. After I said, why couldn't it have been Chewie? But they
2: did. They did a disservice to that. Uh, yeah, I felt
1: like he just wasn't. Because then after he what he's shoot, flirting he, with that nurse, come on, Han Solo died.
2: No, wait, no, that no, was, no, oh, no, no, That was before. I've that only before. seen
1: the movie once. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, that's cool. That that was before. And okay. He, yeah, but and I just that was, that was like, kind of adorable. Um, that was adorable. That really yeah. was adorable. But, but yeah, I didn't think yeah, yeah,
1: he was, was broken brief. up enough. <laughs> I feel like I've. I well, who knows? I feel like so. Well, he shoots a
2: family member.
0: Right. Right. Like Which is
2: I, very not like the Chewbacca we've ever seen. Like he He may strangle Lando. Lando got Han Solo frozen in Carbonite and sold to the Empire and then back to Jabba. And he didn't Han kill was, him on sight. you know. He, he shot, shot Han's
0: son, who Han was willing to die to dry rescue, and Chewie was like, Screw you, you kill <laughs> you kill Han Solo I'm shooting
2: you. Yeah. Yeah, a friend, and he got him pretty good too. And they spent a lot of time in that movie establishing that like that thing hurts. Right? <laughs> no, they did. They were like, "Hey, can I try that?" And he shot it, and like two stormtroopers just blow up. He doesn't even hit them, and they just blow up. Uh, they spend a lot of time establishing that that thing is uh, that's that's gonna sting.
1: I feel like you guys take this like a lot more seriously than I do, and you have like some super. You think?
2: <laughs> I don't but, know. But I, you guys I, have
1: some super. Insights. I would have.
2: I would have guessed so, but I mean, you're actually heartbroken. Like you,
1: No, I, I was, was texting truly...
2: you and I just was like, oh man, <laughs> I texted John right after. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think it made Amy sad because <laughs> I talked about so Solo.
1: I know. Like it really got to me, but let's talk about like, cause Jonas got one for Christmas. Let's talk about Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Like why does it have like a stick at the bottom that you can cut yourself open with? Like it's got the crossy thing, and Jonas still insists that Han Solo died with the crossy thing. Like Han Solo's not going out with the crossy thing. Like he got the big end.
3: Oh, oh, oh. but
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't take out Han Solo with the crossy end because you know it's like a cross. No,
2: no, that was pointed right at his chest. Right, got, right. Got, it's so
1: obvious. I mean, it's
2: going kids right is, through him. He's, stupid he's, kid.
1: He's, but he's not if, a
2: stupid kid. He's a hopeful, lovely kid. That I'm his mother. I wish. I, can call I him wish. Stupid. I wish I was that. Hopeful that Han Solo would come back, but he's
1: dead, he was so, so sure, and I was just like, No, and stop. And then him saying it was getting me more upset. But I anyway.
2: love that, that you like, I'm more emotionally affected by this than you, so right? Don't. Like,
1: and Jonas was just like, It's fine, mama, it's <clears> fine. I was like, You don't understand. I have loved Han Solo my whole <laughs> life, like, I,
2: <laughs> I cannot be your mother right now. I need to <laughs> yeah, deal with this be loss. Of and Han seriously, Solo. on
1: the way home, he was like, He's fine. I was like, Just get out of my face. Get out of my face. Like, I can't take it.
0: <laughs> it was it was a real ugly scene. Yeah, like, this <laughs> this
1: breaks families apart. But it, why does his I'm thing sure. have that? Like, it's like a half a Darth Maul, like, at the bottom. And it like John and I were saying, it just seems like you're going to stab yourself. It, his lightsaber it, makes no sense.
0: My take on it is that the production designers wanted to make an original lightsaber. So
1: they could sell they more, could, like the Darth Mauls, right. where they had the double side of what this was, is better oh. than
2: Darth Maul this is way yeah, better than Darth but Maul. he
1: had yeah. he wielded his like like Ray stick like in the middle and yeah, twirled yeah, and yeah. stuff like this but yeah. this one just has one like I imagine Kylo Ren has a whole bunch of robes that have like cuts in them because oh shoot I cut myself with my lightsaber because he's not that good at it
2: well he does use one of the edges to hurt uh Finn
0: right it just doesn't seem like a good practical design, though. It's, it's exactly impractical design. But
1: we bought design. one. So, I mean, something's working.
0: So, that,
2: so it worked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are the kinds of things that kept me up about this movie.
2: Um, <laughs> um There's so much about, about this movie that we haven't even addressed. It,
1: we didn't so. talk about Princess Leia at all.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about Leia.
1: I cried a little when I saw her, too. Like, I was so I... excited.
0: Well, God, how great. That scene where Han and Leia are reunited. <gasps> it's my
1: favorite scene in the whole thing where Han and Leia are reunited. And like it, it's such a good Star Wars joke. And then C-3PO <laughs> pops up. And he's like, <laughs> what does he call him? Does he call him Captain Solo? And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then he <laughs> says, perhaps you did not recognize me because of my red arm. And it's so funny.
0: It's so it is, perfect. It, it is, is I, C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Perhaps you did not recognize me because of my red arm. And Han Solo, of course, recognizes him because he hates him. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks totally the same. One of the
2: best things about Han Solo is that he hasn't just murdered C-3PO at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> between, like, that um, is the defining Chewbacca character and, characteristic of him. Yeah, like, between Chewbacca and Han Solo, I can't believe he's allowed to live. <laughs> I love C3PO. I
2: do. I love him.
1: He's such a fussy little annoying.
2: There's a bunch of weird stuff happening about the droids. Uh, BB 8, it appears, knows 3PO. And right. certainly, why wouldn't he? Because they all hang out at the resistance base when they're not out on <laughs> missions. And yet, he uncovers R2D2 and 3PO has to explain to BB 8 that R2D2 is asleep. Yeah, BB-8 would have known that because you guys have been <laughs> hanging out for, like, 20 years now, so.
1: And every time he pokes him, nothing happens.
2: Well, uh, you know what? I do, I kind of like that um, droids giving other droids exposition exposition doesn't count as, like, uh, clunky dialogue, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't like... Why is he telling him this? Like, this this little droid should have known that, like, for a long time. But because we don't know it and we don't have any words coming out of
0: BB-8's mouth, we can – we're fine. You know what I mean? Like, we can just accept it. Here's a scene I did not – I really didn't care for. I did not care for the scene on Han and Chewie's new freighter where they have these three captured – animals, and, and two two different pirate crews somehow easily break into yeah. the ship.
1: Oh, I liked it. I thought it was exactly like what he said, like, I'm going to talk my way out of this just like I do everything. I thought it was a fun little, like, it could okay. be a little yeah. sad, but go ahead.
0: Well, I, I didn't dislike it. It's not like I thought that they should take it out, but... I, they could cut that and nothing would change. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't really do much.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really do anything, but I just liked seeing Han Solo... Like being Han Solo.
2: Here's my take on it, is that uh, this movie is uh, beat for beat along with uh, Star Wars. And in Star Wars about mid-script, they they get on a ship that is called Garbage and they get picked up by basically like a a garbage scow. Uh, And then they end up fighting a tentacle monster. All of which is like akin to falling down the garbage chute, getting into the trash compactor, and then fighting the tentacle monster in Star Wars. Uh, and so, I think beat for beat, they need that they wanted some kind of tentacle monster at this point in the script. Um,
1: right, but it also established like a trust for Ray, and it yep. gave Ray a chance to be a badass. And like like I love the relationship yeah. between Han Solo and Ray. Like, oh, I yeah, love the way yeah, he like yeah. so yeah. obviously respects her, but he's not the kind of person to just say, like, "Wow, I think you're great. Like, I don't know, I thought it I thought it
2: I think it had some I think it has some purpose, but I don't think that uh, giant c g i tentacle balls. Was the necessarily the best way to establish yeah, that, you know? It, like to it, me was it was a bit, it was a bit much. Like It was
0: a very J.J. Abrams scene to me. And sure. it also yeah. felt a lot more like his Star Trek stuff, you know, like in the one Star Trek movie where there was the monster chasing Kirk on the ice planet. Uh, right. it, it just felt like that rather than feeling like Star Wars. Cause to me, a lot of what makes Star Wars Star Wars a lot of the way, a lot of the time is that the action scenes are sort of allowed to breathe and they're not like, Diced up in the editing room as quick, 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 quick shots. It's more like the action plays out in the frame, and that that scene was to me more like a like any current decade science fiction alien movie. Yeah, it It, felt a bit more modern than
2: I maybe than I wanted it to. um, And Finn getting dragged away and not eaten like
1: yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Like why? Like
2: I don't like the. I don't understand the motivation of the creatures. Not that I need to necessarily understand them, but
1: uh Right. They're like, How come they're eating some and, guys? Yeah. They're
2: like eating some guys and
0: like not.
1: They're gonna drag and him like, around for ten minutes. And like you knew yeah. he wasn't in danger. Like well, I knew he wasn't going to die. Yeah. Of course. Now there
0: was one moment, I think Guy, maybe you even said this to me, Guy, when we were chatting about the movie, but that there is a um when Han shoved the one bad guy into the alien's mouth. Yeah it was sort of a to me the 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 nod was to the han shot first argument yeah. it was sort of yeah. and to me maybe i'm not sure if that was me but I, yeah it was sort of the I, only yeah. fu they gave to george lucas you know the, uh, the, the whole thing yeah. to me was pretty respectful of lucas and the prequels and i think it, it, I think Amy had hinted at this earlier, but to me, it was actually, to me, a very kindness that they did to George Lucas that they made Kylo Ren so clearly like Anakin. Mm -hmm. Not the Anakin that I wanted Anakin to be, but the Anakin that George Lucas wrote in the prequels. Um, You know, and then it works in terms of... Yeah, they did a better Anakin. Right, but Han shoving the guy into the alien's mouth just killing the guy, to me, was like, hey, Han Solo is the guy who shoves guys into aliens and doesn't, yeah. doesn't worry about it. He doesn't wait for them to shoot first.
2: <laughs> yeah. That guy's just standing there. He punches him in the face. And then, and then <laughs> he takes a step back. He's like, oh, wait, I can use this guy for something more. And grabs him and throws him into the mouth of the, the, the alien. Uh, totally needlessly. Um, but... I do. I, I I do think that kind of establishes his character a bit. So again. So
0: next up, though, is where um, I I think it's next. Right? It's after they escape, where they uh, after they get off that freighter, where. Um, yeah, definitely. they blast out into
2: lightspeed and, and then meet uh, Matt's Canada. Uh,
0: well, no, but first he says to BB-8, "Let's see what you've got," and he projects the map. Oh, yeah, and gives the speech. You know where where you know right? And and that's this to me is the point where it really really hit home to me that oh I see what they're doing. They're they're remaking the first film, but different characters are in different roles, and it really hit me that Han is the new Obi Wan. Yeah, and he's standing in the same spot, like... Right, he's literally... It's a couple of the same to the room left in the kind thing. Falcon yeah. where Obi-Wan gave, you know, as I call it, the speech, where he explains what the Force is um, to the heroes who are going to fill out the rest of the trilogy, and Han is giving the speech, and he does a better job of it. I mean, it, you know, Alec Guinness was great, but it's like when Han says, you know, it's all real. It's like, uh, you know, I'm fighting back tears. It's like I'm choked
3: up.
2: Yeah. Well, Harrison Ford has the... Uh, the benefit of knowing the cultural weight of what he's saying, whereas Al Guinness is like,
0: "Uh, well, can I,
2: I do another movie about the Bridge of the River Kwai? Because that was pretty great."
0: <laughs> well, so, so there's the speech on the Falcon, and I love it. And I think it really works, and it it adds gravity. And then just jump back ahead to where he dies at the end, and he dies at the hand of the Darth Vader character, and it's witnessed by the the new heroes who are younger yeah. and Chewbacca. It's not just
2: witness they are incapable of interfering right or and intervening actually right. yeah. they're helpless right they're helpless
0: all they can do is watch yeah. and you know It hits home for the audience this time in a way that when Obi-Wan got killed – I will admit when I was a kid, I remember being surprised and I also remember being confused about the fact that he disappeared. And I thought, well, maybe – because that's the only guy who gets killed by a lightsaber in that movie. And Mm -hmm. this is another one of those things where I very distinctly remember, um, you know, first, second grade arguing like whenever anybody gets hit with a lightsaber, do they just disappear? disappear? and it wasn't until empire strikes back and you got to see vader cut luke's hand off that you know that no it's just a thing that
2: cuts I just people. thought that was a jedi thing because we yeah. see in even in a new hope uh uh the jerk at the bar gets his arm chopped off. yeah the
0: only other guy who gets killed by a lightsaber is the guy at the cantina uh and he well disappear. he doesn't die but he gets you know well i think no i think he died <laughs> <laughs> he definitely lost a lot of blood we know that <laughs> Uh,
1: there should it, be more spurting
0: no, He a had thing, a very bad day This <laughs> is a thing though that I remember thinking And I've always thought it But even as a little kid I really wasn't that happy with the way that Obi-Wan went down And I realized what Lucas was going for That he was sacrificing himself Knowing that by doing this You know that the, the Luke and the others Could escape on the Falcon And that it was supposed to be some kind of Symbolic like zen-like state That he had reached that he was you know he he's going to reach, like, some kind of higher plane of existence. I've always but, loved the zen-like smile on his face. It bothered me, though. I was like, why not fight? Why? Maybe you could beat this Darth Vader. He why? did. That's the thing. He well, won. It bothered me that he... Yeah. that he. But at the end of Jedi, that's exactly
2: how Luke wins. Well, I agree, but I, it defeats, bothered me He
0: defeats Vader, and then it's just like, okay, look, I'm done. If you have to kill me, you're going to kill me. The, whereas whereas yeah. Han's sacrifice here and letting letting this guy letting Kylo Ren kill him uh, to but me it was it was way more believable than than Obi Wan or not believable, but to me it was more satisfying than Obi Wan's, and I I know Amy disagrees. <laughs> yeah, but I really do think I can't
1: believe you found it satisfying. I just I found nothing satisfying about it.
2: Well, I, okay, I, okay.
1: We're not gonna let's I, let's not.
2: So Obi Wan. I was surprised, too. It didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't register to me. Uh, Over the years, I've come to kind of maybe even rationalize it. Maybe I'm like, maybe Star Wars has warped my brain enough that I'm like, now that's the framework that I see things in, and I think that that kind of makes sense. Um, The way Han Solo died, I think he's got to die, right? Right? At some point.
1: Right, right. But it was just, to me, it was like this whole culmination of, oh, my gosh, Star Wars is back. And, oh, my God, this movie is fantastic. And then, oh, my God, they just killed, like, a childhood hero. Like, with Obi-Wan, I was not as invested. They did You know, didn't, I was a young kid. Yeah. And I just, I wasn't as invested in him. And I just, and as a young kid, I was like, well, he's old. He's going to die anyway.
2: Han, uh, they, did, they didn't kill Han. Han died Making a choice. Right? Like, he knew.
3: Yeah, but you, can I think he see the, you can see
2: the look on his face before he... Like, he's hiding behind that column. Also, by the way, Kaloran, not very good at using the Force. Because, what the hell. Like
3: <laughs> He really sucks
1: at the Force. <laughs> like, the, the girl you're letting who's this never guy really sneak up behind
2: force. you? Like, come on. Like,
0: you're an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> the girl who's side, never
1: heard of the Force.
0: He's just, <laughs> beats he's, him. He's all right, hold on, hold that thought. Let's come back to that. Let me just finish up here, and we got to get some of these other guests on the show. I I see them sitting there in the Skype. We'll get them on soon. Yeah. But uh, I have one more sponsor to thank, and it is our good friends at Backblaze. I move the sponsors around. <laughs> it is not the one that's hard to pronounce. I'm it's
1: sorry, I can't pronounce this one.
0: It's Backblaze and Backblaze. You guys know Backblaze. It is uh, Backblaze. Yeah. Unlimited, unthrottled <laughs> backup for your Mac. Uh <laughs> You put Backblaze on your Mac, and it backs up everything. Your startup drive, all of your files. If you have external hard drives attached, it backs those up, too, to Backblaze's cloud-based storage. So it gets it out of your house. You have a backup somewhere else. It is a a great service, A, a great service, and B, a tremendous um, peace of mind that it gives you knowing that everything that's important to you that's on your Mac is backed up somewhere. What happens when you need to get a file back from Backblaze? Well, let's say disaster strikes, somebody comes in, steals your computer. Um, you can go and get everything from Backblaze. They'll put it on a USB drive, sell you the drive at cost, and just ship it to you overnight. You get it back the next day. You get a USB drive with all your stuff on it what if you only need one file? You just happen to be out of the house. It's not like a disaster. You don't need to restore a whole backup. You can just go to your iPhone, use the Backblaze app, and you can access any of your files there from your computer that have been backed up to Backblaze. Get it right there on your iPhone, your iPad, somebody else's computer, anywhere where you can get on a a web browser. uh, You can access any of the files that are backed up. Uh, a, A huge proportion of the stuff that they that they restore to users is just one file at a time just you just need something you're not at your mac you don't have your mac with you you can get it so tremendous service uh go there here's where you go you go to backblaze.com daring fireball that's the code for them daring fireball backblaze.com daring fireball and uh they'll know you came from the show if you don't have backup yet this it's new year is the perfect time to to you know Make a resolution and start backing up your stuff. Because if, if you haven't lost data yet, you will eventually. Even SSDs fail at, at some point. So my thanks to them. longtime sponsors of the show. I use them personally. Great service.
1: You did that without any notes. That was really impressive. I am going to be nice to you because it's the last day of the year. Because <laughs> that's
2: the
0: one day of the year. <laughs> it's his day. What about the fact that Hanan? <laughs> What about the fact that Han and Leia... Well, we are going to talk about the lightsaber fight, but here's a question. What about the fact that Han and Leia don't kiss? Is that like... That's like, like a like realistic pur- portrayal of a... Like, they a, don't... They, you know what? They don't say... Like a divorced couple? I love you. Yeah.
2: Because you don't There's want... It's
1: obviously uh, a deep affection, but they're not...
2: No, they love each other. It's fine. It, they, they don't... It's... it's uh, you know, you don't need to say it at that point. Like, it's not a... They haven't seen each other for a long time. Uh, their son is their primary concern, and
0: so he's an a hole. It's like I didn't want yeah, them to be uh, to be apart. I didn't want them to have broken up. Um, but I believed it. Like Amy said, like I just, just I do kind it. of believe like, it that just
1: couldn't work. They're just too both volatile, too, and they're both too used to being in charge.
2: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it couldn't it, work. Who forever. doesn't want to be Han Solo? Uh,
1: who doesn't want to be Princess Leia? I spent my whole life. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to be Princess Leia. I wanted to be a combination of Princess Leia, Rizzo from Grease, and Pinky Tuscadero from Happy Days. This is so dating me.
2: Yeah, you know what? You're not
1: far off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're doing pretty good.
1: Like I really, really wanted to be her.
0: All right, so yeah. here is... But, well,
2: but I mean, Han, you know, come on, Han's going to screw it up. Han's yeah. going to do something. I, I believe be. it. Gonna, that's, yeah. And I,
0: I yeah. thought that but the... Han's
1: going to screw it up, and you know what? She's not going to take it. Like, that's yeah. the exactly. other thing. She's not going to be like, well, I'll let Han be Han. She's going to say, screw you. That's yeah. what I love about
0: her. Right. I feel yeah. like if they would have, like, you know, like...
1: And I, I, I feel like he missed her way more than she missed him.
0: I, 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 I agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. He I needs her too. more than she yeah. needs him.
2: Well, that's why he keeps running.
1: Right, right.
2: She's not scared to get off that troop transport and say hi to him, and he's like, "Oh God, okay, I gotta." She doesn't want to. Leia. Yeah, what you gotta, say? Like, Leia doesn't want to see me. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he goes to see uh, Maz Kanata to get the droid back to the resistance because he's scared
0: of facing Leia. Right. Well, all That's, right. Here's the here's yeah. the last two things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Maz Kanata. What's her name? Tanaka. Maz. I'll just call her Maz. My-
2: yeah, I want to Maz. talk about that I, I may whole be scene. And maybe screwing up
0: in there. And then I want to talk about the lightsaber fight at the end. And uh, I don't care which order, which I guess we'll go in chronological order. So right. we'll talk about Moz first. I felt like that was probably the worst scene of the movie. That it just felt I, I the potential was there and I liked the the whole idea of it, but it just didn't it just didn't seem right.
1: I'm not mean? sure why she's mean- a CGI
0: character. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, I found her very distracting. I found that character distracting because she yeah. just looked out of place. She looked like yeah. one
2: of the characters from the prequels. like a yeah. Right, uh, right. And she's an amazing actress. I think maybe they were trying to go for the Yoda thing, but it was like...
1: Yeah, yeah, she just, was trying to give like a, a Yoda vibe...
2: And yeah. I have, and that actress is like tall and slender. Like it's I, a very I, different. I have Yoda, since like
0: you know heard you know like it, it in the the now that I'm not afraid of spoilers, looking into it that that whole scene was rewritten, and that the the actress who played her had to come in and re-record all of her lines. That like huh. the way it was originally written was different. Um. Like to the point where at one point she says. um you know, I'm no Jedi, but I know, I I know the force. And that apparently in earlier drafts, it was more clear that she had the force and that, um, I actually just ordered the book, Renee was on the show, the previous episode to this. Mm -hmm. And Renee told me about this book, the, the making of star Wars, the force awakens. So I ordered the book, but one of the things in the book, it, you know, has all these effect shots and stuff like that, including some that aren't You know, were cut from the movie. But apparently one of the scenes that was cut was in the battle that breaks out, you know, after the – you know, on her planet when the TIE fighters are busting up her bar and everything. Um, There's like a part of the building is going to topple and might hit Finn or something like that. And she uses the force to like keep the blocks from hitting him. Hmm. Um, That
1: would have made more sense because what is she, just like a Jedi groupie? Like why – does she know so much about it, well, and it, it would have made more
2: sense? Well, I'm okay with her just being
1: like a scholar of the Force.
2: Like it, uh, sensitive, I guess. Like having all the weird Force dreams and like being in tune with that kind of stuff.
0: Well, that's I'm, part I'm, of it. Well, the other I'm thing I've read when I looked up who Max Max Van Sydow's character is, this Lore San Teca. At, at least, I mean, who knows? Because the
2: it's it, it, Max von Like, they Cito. should just rename that character. Well, that it,
0: his character yeah. is apparently, according to the Wikipedia, is a – he's like a, 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 a priest in the Church of the Force or something like that. And so they're not Jedi, but they're like – it's like another sect of good guys who use the Force. And I think it's similar to the way that these Knights of Ren aren't Sith, but they are bad guys who use the dark side of the Force. Mm-hmm. And – the gist I've gotten from this is that in this, you know, they're, they're broadening the view of the galaxy and the force to the point where it, it's, you know, yes, there are Jedi and there are Sith or there were at least maybe the Sith are dead, but that they're not the only two groups that use the force. I don't know, but it seemed to me like this yeah. Maz was clearly supposed to be somehow, you know, and that's how she got the lightsaber that she's, you know, she's got the force in some way. Uh, but it, just the way that it came out on screen just felt like blah. Right,
1: there was no explanation
0: of it. Of yeah, it felt like didn't really run. Um,
2: I did love that flashback scene though. Flash back, forward, sideways, whatever the hell that was, like the the
0: forced dream that, right. uh, that when, when that, she first that when made. she
1: first touches it, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of secrets in there. Like, there's a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's somebody. There's, I, I guess I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but, uh well, there's probably even more. But somebody, <laughs> I, God bless them. But I, I, you know, somebody like obviously was videotaping the whole thing on their iPhone uh, and posted mm-hmm. a whole bunch of pictures to Reddit or somewhere. But there's a whole bunch of stuff in there, including the fact that it's, you know, at one point when you hear uh, her name called out, it's Obi-Wan Ken- Kenobi calling yeah. her name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's.
2: I thought that'd been said somewhere. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi calls out Ray, and it's actually Alec Guinness's voice.
1: Right. Did you. Did you, John told me this story, but if you. Yeah, a I'm
2: great trying story. to
0: remember right. where I heard the, it, it. Like, I, So, JJ Abrams was at some kind of. Um, oh, yeah, like it a, was JJ. A, yeah, okay. So, it, it's, it was like. Yeah, a screen... and it was public, so it's not yeah. like him. It was like, on yeah, stage okay. at like yeah. a, a screenwriter guild event for The Force Awakens, and JJ said that they. Um, they brought in, uh, what's the, who's the young Obi-Wan? What's his name? Well, the most recent one is the guy that did
2: for Not the Clone Wars. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Well, so, no, the, 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 so the guy that did it for the Clone Wars recorded it all first. Yeah. So the guy who did then the Clone <laughs> Wars cartoon came in. <laughs> gradually got replaced and he's right. like, and then okay, Ewan,
0: well, they got yeah. Ewan McGregor. And so they were going to throw out the Clone Wars guys thing and use Ewan McGregor's. And then some of the sound guys, um, Found an old clip of Alec Guinness where he said, uh, "I forget what they what afraid the word was afraid." Right, oh, he was afraid. saying the word "afraid," yeah. and they, you know, I don't put, even think it's from Star Wars. God knows where it's from, but. Yeah, who knows? But they found Alec Guinness (laughs) saying the word afraid and clipped it and that just the the Ray part of the word afraid, it it not only was Alec Guinness's voice, like JJ said, it was exactly the way I would have, if I could direct him to say it, it was exactly the way I would tell him to say, Ray. Didn't they
1: mix it? Yeah,
0: so they mixed it with you and McGregor's to sort of get like a- Which isn't right. Come on.
2: Well, you got to even it out a bit. They had Frank Ellis come in too and do the Yoda bit at the beginning
3: what
0: was the yoda bit
2: uh the uh like right when she starts tripping balls uh <laughs> she says something about uh she hears yoda say something but like oh it binds us it surrounds us
3: oh right right like
2: that kind of like forced, like the
0: beginning of the force speech that she uh, that uh, yoda gives Luke so well, here's and, a question do you think that the like, in the next movie, now that Luke is back, do you think Luke can still communicate with Obi-Wan and Yoda? Or is there, like, a like a time limit? You know, like, like after you're a Jedi... Even if you know the trick that, that those guys know where you can still communicate with other Jedi after you've died, is there, like, you know, as the years go on, it gets weaker and weaker? You know, like a battery running out or something? Or,
2: I, I think we're, we're most likely to find Luke broken.
1: I think he's a terrible alcoholic. Yeah. I do. I yeah. think he's And it's not alcoholic, it's like
2: just a like he's a meditation holic But well, do you little, but do you think there's like Obi-Wan a lot of and- Jedi Yoga? Whatever he does.
1: Jedi yoga. Like, <laughs> no,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I think he's broken. I mean you can tell by that last scene where he's like Well, first of all, he just runs away and he's disengaged.
0: Yeah, and it seemed like uh, they could really Luke, use run away. Seemed
2: like they could really use his help. Yeah, you think? A little bit. And he's just not involved. And uh I I think I think Ray and him are going to rehabilitate each other in some kind of way.
1: He's gonna be the Yoda.
2: Yeah, he's gonna be a, the Yoda, and that's going to give him I I I don't I don't know. I I kind of think that each one of these movies is gonna kill off one of our old people. We've had okay. Han go. Uh, Leia or Luke is going to be next. And then Luke. whoever's
0: left will be in the last one. You
1: can't kill Leia.
0: You can't kill. I don't think you can kill Luke.
1: Oh, you got to kill Luke.
0: Well, you can't kill him in the next movie. I'll kill I Luke think. right now. <laughs> what about. All right. I still you know who you can't kill? That. Han Solo is who you can't kill. And yeah, exactly.
1: Luke, uh, and it already happened.
0: What about the Man. fact that. They, they're only going to make three of these And I know there's there's these offshoot movies You know, there's going to be a Boba Fett movie and a, yeah, uh, There's yeah.
1: going to be a Boba Fett
3: movie? Yeah, there's
0: also uh, supposed to be a solo, Young like Han Solo movie, which yeah. I think sounds like a disaster I think oh, it's, it's, Just don't no, do it play, like, I, Yeah, I know, I know You can't even get River Phoenix to play him Tasteless <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, you can't get him He's not, you know <laughs> Not available. <laughs> not available. He's
2: like, wait down till he. His
0: ain't picking up the phone. He has a weird but what about the fact that they they're only going to make three? There's episodes seven, eight, and nine. They're only going to make three. He was available, but they decided, like, for the interest of drama and secrecy, that Luke literally only appears in like thirty seconds. The last thirty seconds of the film and doesn't have a line. Was it a right. wasted opportunity? No, no, no. They, they used him exactly how they wanted to use him.
2: I, I think... And they I think they used him well. He is the... Again, getting back to the meta thing, uh, Luke Skywalker has been our hero in the... I mean, effectively, in the, in the three movies that mattered, like the original trilogy. Uh, and this movie is about resetting everything and getting us back to... Um, to you know, to where we were, to be finding what it is to be Star Wars fans. That's why R two wakes up, and then we have like a f- five minute uh, denouement, and then we have Rey, our new hero, handing the baton. Lit- like I don't know if I've said this before to you, John, but like literally, it's a baton. Like it, it's <laughs> it's like you can't make it more obvious. Like trying to hand the baton back to Luke, and. Uh, I think that that's just a visual st- storytelling, very metaphorical, uh, you know, trying to bring back like it's it's a it's passing of the baton from the old guard to the new guard, but it's flipped on its head, kind of idea.
1: You guys are um, so optimistic. I think Mark Hamill just needs more acting lessons. They were like, "Just turn around at the end, and that's good." And
0: he, go yeah, he, he actually he works a lot. He does like a lot of voice work. He's on TV. Yeah, he and does stuff. do a lot he of did, voice he, stuff, he, right? He, yeah, yeah. He's the Joker in the anim- Batman animated series. Yeah, we, and, he, and the, the video games. But there's a reason
1: yeah. he does a lot of voice work. <laughs>
0: I think. Okay, sure, sure. Oh, but he looks in,
1: amazing. I'm not uh, saying he's ugly. I'm saying he's a bad actor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's always been a bad actor, so right. that's, Right. Well, and now he, you know what higher, uh, so. a bad actor is. is he's been, um, I don't know, a gross actor, and I mean gross, not in like disgusting, but in like a he's, cigarette butts. He likes. <laughs> 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 he he's he overemphasizes. Like it's a it's a very stage acty kind of thing that he does. Uh, like the Joker, like the Joker in the Batman the animated series. Anyway. Uh I don't think he
0: needed the line. I think they used him exactly the way they wanted them to be used. But using them this way means we'll never get to see Han and Luke together again. Like Oh
3: my nope. god. Oh,
0: That's okay.
1: Say this to me. Oh, you know what? I didn't like them together anyway. I'm not gonna get upset. I'm not wasting my time. Uh wait.
2: So let's go back and try to figure out when was the last time we saw them together on Endor,
0: right? Yeah, Endor. They definitely in the Ewok village, right? In the Ewok village. How
1: do you guys remember like all the planets? Like I confuse the Wookiee planet with that one uh, Led Zeppelin album. Like I'm not and. (laughs) I get them confused all the time. I'm like, "What's your favorite Led Zeppelin album, Kashik?" And he's like, "That's the Wookiee planet." I just I, – I really love the movies, and uh, but I don't have like an encyclopedia. Like Jonas has encyclopedias of this stuff.
0: That was actually another one of my complaints though about Maz's – the whole thing on Maz's <laughs> planet was that her planet – What was her planet? I, that's what I don't remember. And that's I don't first... even uh, – think it starts with an eye. Yeah, and it looked no, too much – maybe not. It looked yeah. too much like the planet where the Resistance was headquartered. You know, it's just sort of like a Yavin Four looking green with yeah forest and rivers and stuff like that.
2: Well, I've always kind of made fun of Star Wars for having like uh, one planet is all ice, one planet is all (laughs) desert, and like one planet is all, and it's like. You're going to run out of those pretty quick.
1: Even Jonas so. is like, why don't all these desert people move? <laughs> is
2: <laughs> that is a era? smart kid. Yeah. There are like, lush just-
1: planets. Like, the Wookiee planet is lush.
0: Yeah. Kashmir.
1: Know. Cashmere, Cashmere. Yeah. it's my favorite. It's a, it's
0: All right, I definitely, process. I, yeah. I do want to. You, we touched on it before. I want to talk about the lightsaber fight at, at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to talk about the bad guys at some point too. Well, yeah, yeah. So or, the, I thought the lightsaber fight was incredibly well done, and you can quibble about the fact that you know, well, how would Ray hold her own without any training, you know? But you know, to me, it's just she's super strong in the Force, and you know, that, Ky- and Kylo Ren is not really that good. So, Kylo
2: Ren sucks at pretty much everything, which, Amy, I feel your pain. I really do.
1: He sucks at life. He's bad. And you know what? Like, okay, you know, bad thing aside, I hate the way, like, he's not good enough to be Han and Leia's son. Like, he's just not good enough. Like, how could they ever? But it's like, I guess it's like Han says, you know, there's too much Vader in him. Yeah. You know, or too much Anakin, really. Yeah, like, well, Vader was Han awesome. not help either, because, but there's you know. too much Anakin in it.
2: So, a he got shot by Chewbacca. Uncle, Uncle Chewie shot him,
0: but good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncle Chewie. Yeah, because if you think about it, though, you have to think that when he was a kid, you know, until he went bad, there's che- no way Chewie Chewbacca was...
2: didn't change his diapers, right? Like, and then <laughs>
1: oh he God, straight out
2: called out, shoot the guy. <laughs>
1: What a moral dilemma for Chewie! Not really, Chewbacca
2: is like. Screw I'm printing up I'm, T-shirts. I'm like, taking you down. I'm Chewy. taking you down, you whiny bastard! Oh, now that hands out of the picture,
0: boom! Yeah, <laughs> finally get to kill you. I I really liked the lightsaber fi- fight. I thought that it was what what the lightsaber fights were supposed to be like, which is yep. like a good sword fight in a kung fu movie. And, I love both of them, and uh, and not you know force. Powered people doing forty foot triple Lindsay jumps in the air, you know, yeah. and and doing all this fantastic stuff. Oh, it's just yeah. just a couple of people like chasing in tight in tight quarters, swinging lightsabers at each other. Yeah, I like the idea that you can be trained and
2: be uh, competent with a lightsaber, but if some random dude like Finn, Finn picks up a lightsaber and he's you know he's got some kind of He's a soldier. He's and we've seen the soldiers use the uh, that crazy baton thing earlier in the movie. He's you know he's not incompetent. Uh, I like that he can hold his own for a few minutes.
0: I like, like it, I like the idea that maybe like the stormtroopers as part of their standard training are trained specifically just like anti Luke Skywalker. Like we don't even know where this Luke Skywalker is, but if he comes back, we want you to have some training against a guy using a lightsaber. Well. So I've got the, uh, the the Force Awakens visual
2: dictionary thing here. Uh, did you notice that the guy that has the baton, like he drops his gun, but he's holding a shield at the same time? It's like basically riot gear,
3: hmm.
2: uh, and he starts beating on him with his riot gear baton kind of thing. So yeah, like the I, I'm totally cool with the idea that like a stormtrooper can. Have but, some kind of basic training, and he's not. He's actually not good. He gets no, kind of destroyed, good. and like Kaluun is but he holds definitely his own, playing with it.
1: But that's yeah, what makes it amazing. He, because he, you're like, he, let her have it. Let her exactly,
2: because you know yeah. that she's gonna kick ass. With and him. he he manages to. So here's the thing. He he hits uh, Kylo Ren in the shoulder, and then that's it. Like the like the lightsaber goes flying after that. Like Kaluun.
1: What kind of ugh. piece of shit. Dude with the force gets hit by an old stormtrooper with a lightsaber. I well, mean, he had
2: been terrible. hit by Uncle Ch- Uncle Chewie, had taken a chunk out of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he was bl- bleeding.
2: Yeah. But he's also I an arrogant, angry. He's not good. He is not, he's just not, he's he's and not competent. He's like, not competent. That's like, and he knows he's not competent, which is, I think, why his he has driving fits. character. Like, yeah, that's, it's bad. Like, if, all right, yeah. we got. We got to, and then yeah. we got to wrap it up
0: soon. But uh, what are you talking about? It's only two hours. <laughs> well, I don't. We might have to cut some of the special guests. But we got to talk about this <laughs> supreme leader Snoke, right? Oh,
1: the Snoke that it didn't make any sense. Why did it look like gall and, and that was another like CGI distracting thing that I thought didn't fit in with the whole movie. I think that was, was that is
2: uh my least favorite thing.
1: And the is movie. he like the, the Wizard of Oz? Like, is he a projection? Like. Is that what it is? Like, yeah, I have yeah no he's idea. a
0: hologram and he's bigger than he's and actually.
1: And really he's in, like in a real real little worm.
0: Well, we don't know how big he is. Is yeah. he human he size? Seems... Is he like Yoda size? Or is he actually like nine feet tall or something? I think Renfair. I've heard somebody say that he's normal size. Uh. But he's obviously. That could have been like an ILM girl. That
2: could, <laughs> that could have been right. like no. But I th- what yeah. you're
0: supposed to get out of it though is that like hologram technology has improved in the last 30 years such that. He looks like he's actually in the room, 40 feet tall, In the, with the first time we see him where he's talking to Kylo Ren and General Hux or Admiral Hux, whatever his title is. Yeah, uh, General Hux. Yeah. Um, and the way that it looks like he's there, and I had a bad – I thought, oh, my God, are they trying to tell me that this guy is 40 feet tall? Because that's ridiculous. Uh, and then when he disappeared, it was like, oh, I get it. It's just that hologram technology right. has gotten right. like, high def.
2: He's just on a big screen. I don't like that guy. I don't like the way he looks. I don't know why you would make him He CG. doesn't even
1: look Star Warsy to me. Like he didn't no. look right. I guess maybe I am influenced by the fact that he does look like Gollum, but like it just it totally didn't fit. It just it,
3: again, I don't I don't understand didn't
2: him didn't at all. They keep going back to him. Right. It's not like they had like one scene and it's like okay, I can forget that and keep moving. They just. Oh, they just keep showing him over and over. I don't even and like And it's always, it's yeah, always like a meeting. Like, that? uh, a we screwed everything up. What do you think we should do? <laughs>
1: right. It's like, <laughs> okay, it's like, everything's. I bad. don't know, you're
2: incompetent boobs. Like, blow up on the planet. Like, I'm forget a movie. it. I'll find somebody better. Like,
1: uh, yeah. Even as, like, John said, his name isn't good. It's like, that's like your kid's, like, teddy bear, Snoke. Oh, you know, it's like, it's the not. Worst. And he's the Snoke?
0: Uh, Supreme Snoke? Leader Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke.
1: Stupid! I really, I, and it it left me thinking, you know, because I'm a moron. So it left me thinking about a totally inconsequential plot point. Like I'm missing the movie because I'm like, what's going on here? But
0: most of no. the other new names are good. No. Like Ray is a good name. Finn is a great name. Kylo
1: Ren is it's a good name. Kylo Ren is a good name about
0: him. And the Knights Ray. Of Ren, well,
2: so first of all, no. You don't Kylo, like like Ren, Kylo Ren. His actual first name before he went bad is Ben. Oh
1: right. oh, right. So, right. Ben, no.
2: Ren, Ray, things get way too.
1: I forgot it that he was. It's crying.
0: like everything's a little bit too close for. Yeah. That's a good moment, though, when, when Han Solo calls oh, out. Oh, God, like, it's Ben. Great. ben. Oh, man, that's. Yeah.
2: It, that was but
0: loud. you can hear it.
1: Oh, I rolled my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's because it's the beginning of the end, as far as All you're right.
2: concerned. You're like, hey, this, screw this movie. You've rolled your eyes because you were busy, like, pouring petrol into, like, your <laughs> Coke bottle and, like, trying to light the fuse.
1: I know. I should have brought a cyanide pill to this movie. I was not. No. I didn't no. know. Fire. Let's
2: just stick with a firebomb. It's <laughs> All
0: right. What else do we want to talk about before we wrap up? Um. So, the actual lightsaber about battle between Rey and... very
1: important to me. <laughs>
3: uh...
0: All right. Here's a question: So Rey, okay, in the next no. movies does Ray build her own lightsaber because that's what Jedi's do, or does she no, continue she to use the Anakin's? One. She, she just it. uses Anakin's. Yeah. She loses it at the end of the her. second movie.
1: I think
3: that.
1: I think she uses that one. I think it's like a thing, and it's obviously spoke to her. You know.
2: Yeah, I think so, but I think she's going to lose she it gets at her end hands the
0: end of the next movie and loses a lightsaber.
2: I Aww, think she much.
1: will. I
2: am. I am kind of surprised too that she much. didn't I'll cut. I'll have to build one. I thought she might have cut Kylo Ren's hand off.
0: I don't know. So, what else do we want to talk about? Do you, do you think Ray is going to have her own lightsaber, or do you think she's going to continue to use Luke?
2: I think she's going to lose it at the really midpoint. Like she's going to lose it next next episode
1: because yeah. they got to sell more lightsabers. <laughs> well
2: I'm just being okay, cynical. That. No, that yeah, sure. Why not? That's a cynical way to look at it. That, that's fine. Maybe. Uh I just in terms of if we continue with kind of the mirroring aspect of what we've seen, she's gonna have to lose it, right? So
3: let's talk about
1: Carrie Fisher. Like how many fucks does she not give? I love her press tours for this. I... Show. <laughs> she gives zero fucks. About I, she brings her janky little dog.
2: I have never wanted to have sex with Carrie Fisher more <laughs> like than right more than now. like
1: slave Leia.
2: No, no, no. Like, yeah, exactly. Like kid, you know, young boy kind of thing. Like, holy shit, look at that. That's like a woman. Uh, uh <laughs> like Carrie can... Fisher is just the best. Uh, she's amazing.
1: She's really, really good.
0: She seems to be having fun.
1: Yeah, like, she's having fun, and she's just saying all the shit she's wanted to say. She's kicking life.
0: so much ass, it's
1: Right, and then yeah. she had those tweets about... Because it is true, like, she got judged on her looks. And I think... She, I thought she looked amazing. If
3: anything, I a little it, I too, um, like,
1: Botoxed, which only, to me, I noticed because they let Han Solo be all, like, grizzled. And he's way older, right? He's older than yeah, she
2: he's was, Yeah, he's... Yeah. But they let him be grizzled, and yet, so,
1: yeah. like, she's... She's got a lot of Botox. And I just don't think that's fair. And I think that if it would have been up to Carrie Fisher, she would have been like, fuck you, I'm not losing weight. Fuck you, I'm not doing any Botox.
2: <laughs> I don't. I just like just but like. she it. looks amazing. I just, I, yeah, I have a lot of admiration. Oh, her. guess what? <laughs> she
1: doesn't look 24 anymore. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Surprise. It's like, what do you expect? It's like, oh,
0: God. You know what? I feel like she feels and sounds and looks like old princess leia in a way that been
1: through some shit but in a way
0: that it it in a way that harrison ford doesn't inhabit well what about in the in the goofy kingdom of the crystal skull uh, the The actress who plays marion to me is like unrecognizable it's like and it doesn't feel like marion at all it doesn't feel like like somehow there it just every everything from just the way she looks to the interaction that the two characters have does not feel like Indy and Marion back together again. It just feels hollow and pantomimed yeah. in a way that Leia feels like, wow, that's that's thirty years older, Princess Leia.
2: Yeah. And she's in charge.
1: Right, right, and she's yeah.
2: Kicking she's, some ass and uh solo still way overstretching himself.
1: Right, he's still a little bit of a fuck-up. You know what I mean? He's always
2: a fuck-up. But yeah, the, at this point, it's like, he's...
1: Yeah, but it's he's like, beat. like that, that It's little, sadder because I mean, he's older.
2: Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that, the, I mean, the the gang's literally telling like, kids, okay, there's nobody else to screw over in the galaxy. Like, you're you're done. There's nowhere to hide. Uh, Leia, on the other hand, is kind of on the top of a game. She's like, no, look, I'm cool. Together. Come, I got my shit together. I'm like... Taking care of business, and landing on the battleship that, or the, uh, the the transport right after a battle. Like, yeah, she's badass. She she makes a bit more sense to me than than Han does. Although I can see Han being the kind of stubborn idiot that would still be getting himself into those kind of situations in his seventies.
1: Right. right. So he's got like a self-destructive streak.
2: Yeah. Well, how did that work out, Emmy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shut up! <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. You know what? Though this felt so cathartic to get it out. Because, oh, that's good. Okay. Because i I can't talk about it on Twitter, and like everybody is like, "Star Wars is so amazing," and I just want to scream, "Screw you, Han Solo's!" Yeah, dead. Like,
0: give it, so it a week mad. or something. So, you know, will like, you yeah. will you go see the movie again now?
1: I I feel like maybe I need another week, but it's. It's mellowing. Um, I texted my best friend like when it happened, and I was like, did you see it? And thank God she said yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm inconsolable. And uh, she was like, you know what you should do? You should watch Empire. That'll make you feel better if you watch yeah. Empire Strikes Back. And she's like, and just know that he really wanted out. Like, he, he's he's always wanted out, and so, like, he's happy now. And that helped. It helped a little.
0: Guy, did you see it in 3D, or did you see I did it in at all three times. Yeah. Really? I see I we, I don't like 3D, so I didn't I haven't seen it in but 3D. But I heard
1: yet. the 3D for this was pretty good. That I, it wasn't that's what like I'm typical thinking. dark. I'm not now a, that
0: I've seen it twice, I'm thinking maybe I will see it if I go see it a third time. Well, I will, but I think maybe I should go see it in 3D while it's in theaters. I oh, definitely.
2: Do not do 3D like at home. Yeah, I'm going to go try to see it in 2D. But
1: Yeah, you should see it. You know what? I'd be interested to hear if you saw it in 2D because then I also I read that 3D is not bad. Like, we have seen so many bad movies oh, No, in no, no. This is a good one. But they then do, I've yeah. heard, too, that in 3D wasn't that different. That it wasn't, like, I believe that because it's
2: bad. not, uh, it's not over face, the top. Literally, there's like, yeah. There's maybe one shot that I think is a bit extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, there's, like, a Star uh, So this is a shot of a Star Destroyer on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an establishing shot And in 3D it's like in your face Like right up there I don't know what it looks like in 2D but
1: Well maybe I'll try it We'll let the healing begin Maybe I'm ready
2: Yeah, I, so yeah I do plan to see it in 2D But any, uh, any you know You can't, I mean You gotta go see it in 3D when it's in the cinema Because right. they they, I, they did not phone this in I think it's a, you know Great. They did a good job All right. Any, and, any I, and And like you, I'm not a 3D guy any final thoughts that you want to say before we wrap things up, Guy?
0: I'm sorry, Amy, that Han Solo had to die.
1: I appreciate I appreciate your sympathy. Yeah.
0: All right, here's a question: Do you think Chewbacca is going to remain a major character, or does he drop yes. down to be like a peripheral character? No, no, Chewbacca is going to be the uh, he, he's he's attached
2: to right now,
1: right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ray and
0: Chewie. Even if she trains, I think Ray keep Ray and Chewie keep the Millennium Falcon. Oh, and I course. think he's going to have yeah.
1: a special affinity for her because he knew that Han had an affinity for her. And yeah. Oh, it's going to be nice. Oh, mm. see, don't. No, oh, that's too
0: bad. Nice. Chewie kind of well, likes you. In a sense. <laughs> well, the thing that occurred to me is that the the job offer that Han offered her to, to come on, you know, come on board the Millennium Falcon with Chewie, she ended up taking it. You know, Han's just not there to.
1: How great right. is it, though, that she, like, turned it down at first? I love her.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, she's awesome.
2: Well, she's got to get back to Jakku. And I <laughs> I love that Finn's like, why? Why <laughs> do people want to go back to that planet? Like, <laughs> what is going on with you?
1: <laughs> do you know what? We didn't even talk about, like, my one of my favorite parts where she's like, stop grabbing my hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Yeah, I loved that part. I thought that was so great. Yeah. Stop. Why are you grabbing my hand? Okay. I loved her like independent streak of Princess Leia, but yet she's got like the mechanical skills that are usually reserved for men in these movies, like yeah. so fantastic.
0: I have to admit J.J. Abrams totally suckered me in with the the first scene where her and Finn meet in the market and the the guys who were told, Hey, steal that droid from her are attacking her and you cut to Finn and you see it's like this is where like in the moment Finn you can say he's out for himself, but he's gonna help her. Right. And then I was totally like, Oh, I get it. he doesn't and know her from Adam. It's just like okay, this girl's in right. trouble. I'm gonna yeah. And instead it's it, i was totally suckered in as as JJ J. Abrams intended me to be, that thinking he's gonna rescue her. And then next thing you know, he's like, Oh, and she's she's <laughs> kicked all three guys' asses and she is like unscathed, and it's like, Oh, this is a different type of <laughs>
2: yeah. movie. And then BB 8s like, Hey, that guy's got
0: yeah. <laughs> the jacket. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, that. oh, wait. Like, you're right. You're right. Because then it immediately, immediately not only, like, oh, wait. Not only are you surprised on that like, she didn't need to be rescued, but immediately she's like got him on his ass and is like, like, oh, right, give God. us back the jacket. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the
2: next target. Yeah. And BB 8 keeps electrocuting him. <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: right, right.
1: <laughs> right. I don't know. It was so great. It, such a great female character, and it never felt gratuitous. Like, it never felt like, okay, no. now we're doing something, you know, so the girls won't complain. Like, truly a great character.
2: No, no, not on that at all. Yeah. yeah. Not even, like, there's, there's not sexualized, there's not even. No, There's, no, like, there's... M- like mild romance, but not even, like.
1: Right, right.
2: Yeah, Star Warsy Star wars very Star wars Yeah, Wars-y. but
1: Star Wars-y had, I mean, they kept it to a kiss, yeah. but.
2: Yeah. Even less <laughs> than the original Star Wars, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes me wanna we should have more children and like have a girl because I just want her to see this movie, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: oh wait, sorry, not me <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, guy I
0: English you, thank <laughs> thank you for doing this. No, uh, my apologies I'm, to the to the special the guest who did not we're gonna have to cut it short, so okay. my apologies to everybody yeah. waiting in the green room,
3: yeah, peace Ben Thompson. I hope they're watching our child. <laughs>